Can we lower the volume a little bit, huh? Hey, folks, this is Sham Kinnison. <laughs> hey, didn't you die 10 years ago? Yeah. But the only thing that brings me back from the dead is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve! You understand that, you fucking whore? Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, you fucking dicks. Due to the adult subject matter of the following program, some listeners may find the content offensive, outrageous, or unsuitable. You know, like religious freaks, uptight losers, or little wussy mama's boys. Please listen responsibly. You're listening to the vocal minority with Nick Reynolds and Steve Harness. <laughs> mm. Hot. How much time? You're on. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Hot. That is good. You're on the air. How are you? You look awfully nice today. Maybe don't wear a bra next time. How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen of the interwebs, the vocal minority with Nick and Steve back at it. All of Brewski for another exciting episode. Are we 17 today, gentlemen? Sexy and yes. 17. Yeah. My little rock and roll queen. Be- we're going to be Which, legal in one year, one episode, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Put a pin in that discussion. We're going to circle back to that. So. Oh, yes. we are. All right. Well, it's the Book of Minority with Nick and Steve. We've got a brief pin in it, but we'll get back to that. Uh, you can find all our socials on our webpage. It's just the easiest to go there. And then you uh, have the one-stop shop. Head to thevocalminority.net. It's a phenomenon. I agree. So many phenomenons being covered on the show. It should be the vocal phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, Nick maybe we should think about that, dude. That might be a good name change for us. It's a new wow. one every week. You got to change your letters in the background there, so that won't work. But uh, yeah, hey, we're back. Yeah, it is show number 17. Uh, heading into the holiday season here, which is why I'm dressed in my festive red and green. Hi, you trying look to very sharp today. Vibe. Yeah, you look Thank good, you. dude. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the looks of all of us, I have no idea why all three of us are wearing black uh, black rim glasses today. Because I well, can't see shit without them. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess you and I normally do, don't we? Are you 24 hours a day now, Brewski, all the time, anytime? Uh, between the two pairs of glasses, yes. I have one pair that I have to wear for driving, but I've even had to wear them during the day for driving now, too, because I just, I, just my eyesight is just going. It's going, dude. It happens quick. I mean, I, uh, I've i never needed glasses, and I don't need them 100% of the time, but it seems like uh, trying to read the fine print uh, is becoming a bit more difficult as life yeah. carries on. Yeah. Are we going to discuss the fact that you're wearing women's glasses or no? I don't know. Why do you say that, dude? Why, why do you say that? Um, I don't, I don't want to be rude. They, uh, they're, 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 uh, they're very European, very worldly. They look good oh. on you. Well, what does that have to do with being a woman, dude? They look wow. slightly like the glasses my mom wears. That's that's all. <laughs> I'm got great taste, dude. These are fucking expensive glasses. I'm sure um, they are. They're Italian, right? Itali- they are. I think. What is Burberry, uh, Bruce? That's, a, that's British. All right, they're oh, fucking British, better. dude. Come yeah. on, excellent. Yeah, uh, I don't, don't, don't want to discuss about it. I don't see you in glasses ever. So what happened? Context fell apart. Not good enough anymore. What's I don't wear context, there? dude. It's just for reading. And uh, yeah, my vision has been slipping over the last. Uh, well, it's been kind of slipping over the last year. I usually just put them on when I'm reading, but uh, I'm having issues <laughs> sitting at the computer for a long time. I find myself needing them more and more. So 
Are those like actual? When did you get those prescriptions filled last? Mm, six months ago, maybe. Oh, okay. And, and you, so you got them six months ago, but you don't wear them. And, but now six months later, you're like, it's enough enough already. I need them. Uh, yeah, I would normally just read it if I was reading a book or if I was reading something that, you know, required me to put them on when I'm, you know, holding whatever I'm reading two feet out to try and <laughs> adjust to it. Uh, but yeah, like, like I said, over the last couple of months, I've noticed that like I'm needing them more and more and I don't necessarily need them on the computer. I guess I just don't want to strain my eyes. The longer I'm on the computer doing work, it seems that my head starts to hurt. So I'm doing a little trial here. Well, there's a, a sponsorship opportunity here for lens crafters or anyone else. If you would like to outfit the vocal minority in all new glasses, although Nick has brand new Italian frames, but maybe yeah. you should try something domestic too, just for. Well, how, about, how about the, the Warby Parker folks? I mean, they're they're always all over Booyah. all the the stuff of, for young people and sponsorships. A great point. Give us a call. Uh, we yeah, need uh, Phil's Coffee, uh, Warby Parker, and uh, Kawasaki to give us a call. So let's get on that. As we expand worldwide, we have all sorts of sponsorship opportunities. So, And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry your eyes are fading. I have the opposite problem with you guys. I can see up close. I can't see far away, uh-huh. like medium to far. So, uh, yeah, like if I have to read stuff, I either have to hold it back because if I get too close, then I can't. Uh, it gets blurry on me. I'm going to need bifocals. Pairs. That's where I'm heading. See, dude, and I wondered, why didn't they just give me bifocals? Because, uh I always have to take these glasses on and off because, you know, when I look far, everything's freaking blurry. So yeah. why didn't they just put the very bottoms of it, reading glasses, and then the main 70% yeah. of top, uh, nothing, you know? I'll tell you, I haven't got my prescription updated in several years, and uh, I'm due, like overdue. Uh, but last time I was in there, the doctor was telling me, like, wait a minute, like, you actually don't need them so up close, but your distance is getting, you know, is getting worse. So should we talk about bifocals? And I just told him, like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm uh, too young for bifocals, so let's just move on from that conversation. What am I, ben Franklin? I mean, come on. Right. But as hey, soon as hey. I got these on... The annoying thing is when I'm playing with my phone, like I have to take them off because it's so close to me, you know? <laughs> uh, bifocals aren't the same anymore. You really can't see the line in them. That's I know. What they it's to the me. concept, though. Well, yeah, I'm struggling with my it. age of late, let me tell you. <laughs> you are? Why? What's well, going on? The internet's mad at me again. The vocal minority out there is all pissed off at uh, Steve. Oh, here. boy. I've well, spent my entire... you're pissed off with me, too, you bastard. Well, editing. I needed us both to be in the same boat. So, um, <laughs> I, I feel like we've spent our entire lives having people tell us that you're too young for that. You're too young for this. You're too young for that. And now, all of a sudden, I'm too old for things. And I just can't wrap my head around it. And I refuse to accept the premise that people are upset with me over. So, The only thing you're too old for is teenage women, dude. She's not a teenager. She's 20. She's barely 20, dude. So what? She can buy beer soon, you know, and that's all that matters. (laughs) The only way that that anyone under the age of 20 is a teenager, quote unquote, is all those those porn sites that say that they they have like teenage girls and and well and the way that they they get around all that is because the girls are 18 and 19 technically quote unquote they're teenagers but you know what the guys really want is they want them to look like they're under that age 
Well, looking is one thing, but okay. being is another. And if you want this pervy bastard on the other side of the screen to no, be no, your no. support staff over there, Harness, go for First it. First of all, two out of three, you know, so if Bruce can yeah. vote you, then that's a legitimate thing. Uh, a couple of things here. First of all, let's explain to the audience what I'm he referencing. He was just attacked. He was just attacked by a father for uh, <laughs> uh, getting a, a woman that was too young for him. No, no, you want him on your that support was a scam. staff? That was, a, that was a scam. There really wasn't a... Uh, what a, was the truth of the scam? She well, was but 18. even if he was going after an 18-year-old, it's legal. But I'm not even... First of all, I'm not going after an 18-year-old. Secondly, she's 20. Third, uh, you're, you bring a very good point up about porn there, Brewski. How, how many of you check the ID of the women on the porn you're watching? I bet a lot yeah. of them are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. You don't care because as long as they're legal to be on the film, who cares? But true, dumb, dude. That's dumb. the only reason I watch GILF porn exclusively. It's the oh, only please. reason I do. Hot granny sex. Please, listen, Hot I do watch sex. milk porn because I like to be relatable with my porn, but I, I've, I've watched plenty oh, of porn where wait, I'm wait, wait. quite sure they're 18, 19, 20. Who cares? Now, are, are we talking like 60 and 70 years old? No, I mean, uh, MILF is uh, my age, like 40s, oh. you know, somewhere around that age. So. There's gonna... grannies that are your age, thought... though, dude. But, but I'm no, 50, maybe. I, I'm 51, you know, and uh, I'll tell you exactly about yeah, the we're all the stuff. same age. The good stuff when they start to get to like 60, 70 years old, that's when it really gets good. I, I know you're into that, and that's all fair and fine. And I like how you balance your scale. You're hitting on an 18 year old one day and a 70 year old the next day. That shows me your equal opportunity. That <laughs> makes it even less creepy. not in his uh, vocabulary. Right. All right. So here's what we're talking about. I posted a clip online uh, last week on the show. We were talking about the Wednesday Adams dance and the fact that I thought it was quite sexy. And by the way, dancing is by almost definition supposed to be sexy. I mean, what unsexy dancing is there at all is supposed to convey sensuality. Have you ever seen Footloose? God, get your head out of your the ass. The Lombada? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Dirty dancing? It's Nobody the, puts harness in a corner, I'll tell you that. Right. That's dancing is the language of love. So so anyway, so I um you know, this whole Wednesday Adams thing is just blowing up on the interweb. And since we talked about it last week, I went ahead and just pulled that clip and threw it up on all the uh, social media sites to see, you know, if we could get in on the trending topic stuff. And Yes, I was saying that the actress in it, who is 20 years old, not that that even matters, I know she's an adult, that's all that really matters, that, it, that she was sexy as fuck, that it was a really sexy dance she was doing. I never said I wanted to bang her, by the way. I never said I wanted to date her. I never said, like, I want to have sex with this woman. Dude. I just said, damn, like, it's an awkward dance, but it's really kind of sexy. And the interweb is blowing up at me. Well, they're blowing <laughs> up at you because you can't say, God damn, that baby does such a sexy dance. I don't want to have sex with it. But She's it's an sexy. adult. <laughs> Barely. Listen. If I Googled her and it turned out she was 16 or 17, I would feel like a perv and I would have deleted the, the whole thing. But she is of age. And uh, yeah, I mean, at what point is an adult an adult where I'm allowed to say somebody is sexy, that what they're doing is sexy? There's a cutoff, dude. When you're nearing when? a 50-year-old man, I would say uh, that that's a dude. That's double standard. Yes, when you're asking like, a question, you don't want the answer? Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, what does that's my age have to do with it? First of all, I'm insanely immature. But secondly, like, yeah, I'm a human being with two eyes. I'm not allowed to say an adult woman is sexy. You're allowed. People will just judge you. But it's not. I am not. First of all, I'm not, obviously. But I have asked everyone on the social media pages that has been poking at me, like, 
basically that question, like at what point is an adult an adult and I'm allowed to say they're sexy, nobody has had an answer. Because yeah. when you think about it logically, you there is no answer to that. There is an answer, and I'll tell it to you. I just said it. If they're 18, you're allowed to say it. Will you be judged for it? Sure. But you're but allowed I, to say it. Listen, if I first of all, I started off the whole clip saying, like, hey, maybe this is pervy of me. So I was being open and honest about it. And I told several people, okay, you're voting perv. Like, that's fair. <laughs> that's your vote. But... Yeah, I, I I didn't say God. I want to bang that chick. I want to see her naked. I want to like. Do I you? just said, "Damn, that dance is sexy as fuck," and do it you? is, by the way. Do you want to bang her? Is she? Do you want to see her naked? Would you click do on you? a link that had her naked? Well, again, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. You know, romancing on her. I'm not uh, fantasizing about her. However, when I watch porn, I don't think a second about if she's 18, 20, 25. Like she's just on film, and I'm looking at her. They're adults, or they wouldn't be allowed to be on film. So, yeah, sexy. Solid question, dude. I mean, or you know, they're allowed lawfully. They're allowed to be on film at 18, but you know, there's all kinds of underage girls that aren't showing their id a solid question and with a truthful answer please steven yes. what have you ever been watching porn and thought eh, she looks a little young no. and turned it off no because mm. i've never seen someone who looks so like oh boy she has to be 15 or something like that'd be gross oh, no I, I, like I, every I, woman I, i've ever seen seems to be an adult that's all okay I've, I've got someone for you to google and, t- and tell me <laughs> tell me what you think now i i, I, I think the sick is hot and so her name is piper perry p-e-r-r-i am i gonna get a disease or a virus from this no i don't think so piper how do you spell her last name p-e-r-r-i and then just go to google image searches am i gonna uh, get arrested for about this to explode no she's she's completely legal um yeah okay yeah are you setting me up is this woman of no, age? no she, okay. she really, I mean, she, she she's really an attractive is. woman i see her with a bunch of black men so i'm assuming they all checked her age. she's wearing braces yeah but a lot of people get braces beyond being a teenager sure right, but these are what's I mean, your point with piper perry showing but she's their... so she she looks young she's okay. 27 she's 27 years old okay Thank you for making my point. You can't yeah. judge a book by its cover. Like, you That's know, what they're, I'm saying. They're adults on porn sites, so I don't really care if they're 18 or 38 or whatever it is. And, and as far as an actress, like, you're telling me I am so old now that a Hollywood starlet who's an adult, I'm not allowed to look at her and go, hey, that's a sexy woman right there. You are, dude. You're allowed to do that. Lawfully, you're allowed to do that. You may come off well, as why a Why am I being perfect, judged dude. for it? Well, why do they yeah. judge me for being fat, dude? I don't I don't have all the answers. I just know we live well, in a judgmental world. I'm not trying to solve yeah. the Internet's negativity problem out there. I just don't understand why. I seriously was not expecting that result. And by the way, I mean... Uh, let me let me just read some of the comments here because I find it humorous. Uh, one person said on our YouTube page, uh, understandable, but the age difference makes it creepy. And I replied, like, okay, you're voting perv, but like at what point, you know, as an adult, can I say another adult sexy? No response. 
another but, person it's, it's, said. They uh, pointed out the age different difference so, makes it pervy. I mean, it's they're again, not like what, she can't it, be sexy. When we were having the dating discussion, where I was talking about could I date a twenty-eight-year-old, like that, I understand a little more judgment because I'm talking about going after a real human in my neighborhood. I'm not talking about stalking whoever this actress is. I'm just saying that dance is awkward and it's sexy as fuck. That is my observation. Like, why is that so, pervy? So, hey, hey, I have a question. Yeah. So would this person that would say the age difference makes it pervy, would they say that a young guy who um, was getting excited about an older woman because their age difference was pervy? Right. Every time I've told the story about when I was 19 banging a 35-year-old, no one ever called me a pervert. No. They high-fived me. They thought I was the man. Like, exactly. what a hypocritical double standard we have going on. Absolutely. This other guy said, uh, I don't think the age difference is what makes this pervy. And I responded, well, what does then? And I got no response. <laughs> like, what, do you, <laughs> what does that mean? I had uh, Twitter. Boy, Twitter got pissed off at me this morning. I don't know what these people uh, It's a cesspool. You know that. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, nah. <laughs> Here's a woman. She was really upset with me. Nah. Oh, she said y'all. Y'all's not a word, but okay. Nah, y'all got a goblin in a dungeon on the pod, brah. Stay away from them kids. The temptation might take over. This woman is not a goddamn kid. Like, it's insulting to this actress to be calling her a kid. And maybe on the Wednesday show, she's portraying a high school kid. I don't know. I've watched the show. But we Take all it. know that everyone cast to play a high schooler is always a 20-something. Yeah. Take it um, in with your firstborn. I mean, if, uh, if somebody was making comments about your firstborn when they just turn 18, and you're going to be thinking, what a fucking pervy old fucker, dude. No, no, you won't. If I, if they're I'm looking at my artists. Facebook page and saying that, then yeah, that's pervy. If my firstborn is putting herself out there on the silver screen in entertainment, you know, pictures, movies, videos, then obviously, yeah, people are going to comment on her looks. Like, and you won't don't think put it's yourself out there. Weird when an old man is, says that they're fucking. That's fucking. She's so fucking hot. Listen, I must have a weird line, because if an old man is saying, I want to bang that girl, then okay, that's a little pervy. But if they're just saying, wow, she's really sexy. Well, look at that dance. That's sexy. No, that's that's what she was doing. That's what so, the dance was. We'll it was supposed to be sexy. Two years, dude. Well, Nick, Nick you, also, you also have to be consistent. You can't, you can't get all up in arms because it's, quote, unquote, your kid. You know what I mean? If yeah, you, I agree with you're that. You're going to be okay with someone else's kid being called hot and sexy. You have to be okay with someone saying that about your kid, too. That's there's my no, point, there's, dude. That's my no, point. Would you no, yeah, be okay yeah, with that? Because Yeah, you absolutely. Are, yes, yeah. I am, because I'm being consistent. I was Listen. asking Steve. He's the only one that has a, a 16-year-old, soon-to-be 17-year-old kid. So I'm trying to ask him his opinion. And she's on. in the entertainment business. She wants to go on a Broadway. So if she gets cast in Chicago... Where or kinky boots, where she's dressed yeah. up in sexy attire and dance. That's what the role is. So if someone says, "Wow, she's sexy," I would say, "Well, you're doing the job right." Somebody said you're sexy. All this right. Wednesday Adams dance is meant to be awkward and sexy. There was one guy on here who basically just said, uh, "Oh, here it is." I don't know what TBF stands for. Can someone Google that for me? To be frank. Okay, so he says, "To be frank, they aren't wrong." Thank you whoever you are, because you're right. I'm not wrong. It's why a sexy he, dance. Why so is he being frank if I was 20, To be frank, he's saying, because all these people are ripping on me, and he's like, well, to be frank, to be honest, he's right. It is yeah, a sexy It is pervy, but he's actually absolutely right. I mean, no, if I was 22, could I say that she was sexy? 
Yes. Well, then, so, so what why is the my difference? age matter? What's the difference? I'm not trying to bang this actress. I'm just commenting on the dance. And dancing is supposed to be sexy. I think yes. it's just a room full of hypocrites out there. Somebody does a sexy performance. I commented on it. And the only problem is, is that I'm, quote, too old to be commenting on it. Well, Do what's I look the definition 46 of sexy? Sexy means you want to have sex with her, right? No, not necessarily. No, not otherwise, she's just, yeah, otherwise, it's pretty. I mean, she's pretty. No. She's gorgeous. Yeah. No, I don't agree with that. I think you can convey, exude sexuality, sexiness, attractiveness, and me not sit there and go, I want to fuck you. Like, there's a big difference there. Yep. Wow. I never said, if I said, oh, man, I want to bang her, then I would agree. Okay, now I'm getting a little pervy. This is, you know, a woman too young for me. This is the whole thing we have been talking about on the show, like appropriate age dating gaps. So, yeah, 20 is way too young. I get it. But she's an adult. It's not illegal. She's an actress on the silver screen, clearly dancing in a provocative way. So I just don't get why I'm a perv for simply well, pointing that out. And quite frankly, complimenting her on her performance for well, uh, exuding that. You'll have to keep wondering, dude. But obviously, people disagree with you. So, I mean, you'll have to keep thinking about it. If it's that important to you, otherwise, just let it go. So, Steve, I, I will. Yes. I will invoke our... Friend of the show, Doug Stanhope, yet again, and talk to tell mentioned something that he said about performing on college campuses, yeah. with which is that there when you go to a college campus, more times than not, it's there's a bunch of kids sitting in the back of a hall holding a magic marker and a sign waiting for you to say something that they're gonna be offended by to yeah, protest. Sure. And that's yeah. it, but that's that's exactly what the internet and Twitter and exactly is is they're, enough, they're, the, yes. they're the kids in the back of the, the back of the hall waiting for you to say something that they can protest and write their protest sign with their magic marker totally get it and i hope these people try to cancel us because we could use the promotion uh yes. and i get that what we're doing here on the show offends people and pushes buttons and all that and obviously tons of people liked the video you know as always it's the negative nellies the comment the people that like it you know are, are obviously agreeing with you so i get it and it was on various platforms and for some reason twitter and youtube got pissed at us uh tiktok no one said a damn word about it so probably because tiktok skews younger and they look at themselves yeah. as being adults and they don't think that that's weird. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, here, I, you know, I, where's everyone protesting the Beatles and Kip Winger and the Stray Cats? Sexy at 17. You know, she's only 17. Different she's 17, time, and you know what I mean. Daddy, like, Daddy says, yeah, but that's Daddy, 17. I'm talking about somebody who's of legal age. But it was a and different Rick James, time. Rick James had, a, had a, that song, too. 17 years old. <sighs> she was only 17. But yes. she was sexy. And that's all pervy, is my point. Because you're talking about a minor. Like, and we have lines in this society. When you turn 18, you're eligible for certain things. When you turn 21, 25, whatever it is. Like, well, it, it's you know, like when I turned 21 and I went to buy beer for the first time and somebody carded me and they looked at it they go, oh, you're just barely 21. Like, yeah, but I'm fucking 21. Sell me my goddamn beer. This woman's an adult. So when she's 25, can I say she's sexy? 28 like at what point am i not a pervert anymore to simply just say that she's exuding sexuality in a dance nicholas <laughs> what's the i age? don't know dude. is I it 28 is my dating parameters i'm telling you i'm not saying that i completely disagree with you i'm picking up for the people that do disagree with you and say that they are <laughs> the majority of people the majority of no. people are going mm -mm. 
All right, Brewski, no, you tell not the majority. You don't tell no, me. The, Wait, hold on, not, hold on, hold on. Do you think the majority of people out there would agree with that, that that's pervy? Yes, dude. I, I mm. think, and I'm including myself in that, that if I said it, they're going to think I'm pervy, which apparently I did say that. But I'm did, saying yes. that, because we I are, you that way. We're, we're older guys, dude, and especially women are going to say that's uh-huh. fucking pervy, especially fathers of young women are going to say that that's pervy. Uh, yeah, it's just a fact. I don't know. I don't agree with it. Brewski's already jerking off, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you Listen, want with me, dude. No, you're right. You're right. Listen, what do people, you want from me? You know I want what you to do? feel better about myself. <laughs> no, don't. But I don't. You don't have to worry about feeling better about yourself. Just tell these people to fuck off and then get bent and not not get all bent out of shape over stupid shit like this. You're not jerking off to this girl. She's not 15 years old or anything like that. She's over 20 years old, no matter what she's playing. You know, and maybe maybe this is a little projection on their part. Wow, thank you so much, because I said that to one guy. He was like, your room must reek of cum socks. And, like, first of all, so what if it does? Like, who cares if I'm masturbating? I'm not masturbating to this woman, but if I was, it still wouldn't be wrong. But I said to him, I'm like, you seem to be projecting a little bit. Is there something yeah. you want to tell me? And, you know, silence at that point. So Because because it's always, so, it's always so, like, when you ever hear the Republicans that are always start bitching about groomers and shit like that, and they're the ones that are getting busted right. for child porn and shit like that, because they're projecting. That's why. Right. Yes. No, I think that's fair. And Nick, obviously, yes, people have or they're going to say whatever they want to say. And uh, some dads may be offended by it. But again, if your daughter's out there doing that, then why is it the audience's fault for commenting on it? So I don't know. I just did not expect the uh, the, the verbal attacks that I got. Well, and yeah, you did kind of agree with me, which is why I edited it that way. I was trying to get the clip <laughs> under 60 seconds. And you said it was... dude. No, I mean, that is the reason I had to do it, because it was I couldn't get it under 60. And Agreed. you said that it was just like the Pulp Fiction dance, which that was sexy as hell. I so I just it was the- just like the Pulp Fiction dance. I said it had that same vibe to it. And right. then I went on to say, I love that Pulp yeah. Fiction dance. You said the, the Pulp Fiction dance yeah. was sexy. Yes, okay. it was. And you said that it was similar to the Wednesday dance. Therefore, similar. by proxy, <laughs> you're endorsing what I said. Listen, Uma Thurman gave me a boner <laughs> when I watched her dance. Wednesday Adams, whoever plays her, did not give me a boner when I watched her dance. Two different Why dances. Not? Why? I mean, for the record, it doesn't literally give me a boner either, but I just you can tell there, it's though. a second. You could get there. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, she's not my type. I'm not into the goth girl type. You know, if she was the blonde haired, you know, girl next door type, maybe, maybe. But uh, and honestly, Brewski, to answer your question, I mean, uh, the dance that Uma Thurman did in Pulp Fiction, I mean, it was sexy, dude. And and this one, like I mentioned to Steve was somewhat robotic and clumsy and I understand that's the point of it but it sure. just I didn't find it I didn't find it sexy because because you prefer more of the that natural flowing sort of yes. sort of dance and that sort of thing I get that yeah. I get it yeah. yeah that's all good and fair for sure she's a beautiful girl dude I mean there's there's no slicing that in a different way she's beautiful I would love, uh, uh, she'll never come on the show, obviously, but I would love to ask her, like, do you consider yourself a child? Do you consider if a guy in his 40s says that that was sexy, am I some pervert? I would be willing to bet she would say no, because she feels she's an adult. I would be willing to bet half of that is right. I would be willing to bet that she would say, yeah, I'm an adult, dude, I'm an adult. Uh, do you think she's not coming on the show, that... that's that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you asked her, do you think it's pervy that I, a 46-year-old man, looks at you and says, damn, she's sexy? 
uh, that she would think that's pervy. Mm. I think if she saw me, she'd be okay. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I, I, may play, I may be 46, but I play 36. And it's all about she, casting, what you look like, right? So She, she right. totally wants you. She definitely wants you. I can tell. Well, I'm not interested. But I do think that her dance was sexy. That's my point. No, I'm not joking. Like There may be some 20-year-old actress. You could show me pictures. I go, yeah, she's hot. I do her. But... Um, again, these are fantasy scenarios we're talking about. Sure, Somehow this sure. crossed over to the real world where people think I'm actually going to go try to bang this lady or something. Like, I just don't get it. In some sort of stalker kind of way. <laughs> right. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, as always, I find it fun when the interweb gets all pissed off at me. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm just trying to share the blame with you guys. That's why I'm trying to edit you into my. <laughs> Do it. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Put me in there. You say yeah. that now. Wait till you see no. what he includes you into, Bruski. Do it. I don't care. Do it. Challenge no. accepted. I'll see. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. All right. I take so, on all comers. Yeah. I saw a movie last night called that, actually. <laughs> I have never in my career uh, edited someone to say something that they didn't actually say. You were agreeing with me by oh. proxy. It made a good little end to the video to have my compadre join in. That's all. These 60-second thresholds. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Oh, you know, really, Nick? You've... Yeah. You've never edited somebody to, to say sorry. something? Yeah, exactly. Never. Yeah. Never, have I never once. Yeah. Exactly. Never once. Of it, so. oh, I've, I used to do that so many times at, at KJR. Oh, please. I, got, I, actually, I got in trouble because of, I did that to a female coworker, a female broadcast. Uh, she was on a different show, but she also uh, was on the Sonics games and also the uh, Storm games. And uh, Nick has a master's degree in editing people out of context. I was, I was not editing right. you out of you're context, right. you know. I mean, I was just, I was, uh, I was abridging it to make a point. Yes, I understand. So that's all. And, and to the audience out there, yes, go look at our social media stuff and uh, feel free to chime in on that. The full discussion, I actually did clarify more. Like, maybe this is a little pervy. Like, she's young. I get it. But I'm just saying, like, the dance is supposed to be weird and awkward, but I find it sexy and... And a bunch of people seem to agree with me, so I, I can't well, be completely wrong. Thanks, Steve. This well, whole age thing, though, I just don't understand this gentleman. Like, when did we get to the point where people are now telling us we're too old for shit? I missed the sweet spot where we were the right age for everything. Well, but hey, the 30. other part about, about the age thing, too, Steve, is you look at the song that she's dancing to, which is Goo Goo Muck by yeah, the Cramps. The cramps. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and so how long ago would, did that song come out? And so long time ago. And by the know, way, 30 is too young. You can't run for president at 30, 30, 30. 1981 to be exact. Actually. Uh, so there you go. So, so, so where's the sweet spot? 35. I don't know. Yes, uh, Marcy, That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, though, like, you know, when I was 19 banging a 35 year old, somehow that was not pervy. But if you flip the script around all of a sudden uh, it is so. dude why are you surprised by that it's always been that way there's always been a double standard for guys to be able to yeah i can't wait to fuck a teacher but then when a female teacher you know uh or when a male teacher fucks a girl that you're like oh my god well unless unless it was like the whole mary Kay torno thing now that was an extreme case listen i have said before on the radio that if a male high school teacher was banging my 16-year-old daughter, I would go murder him. If my 16-year-old son was banging the 30-year-old teacher, I'd high-five him. I get <laughs> it. It's hypocrisy. I, I'm being honest about that hypocrisy, at least, okay? But again, we're not actually talking about my kids. Like, I'm an adult. This actress is an adult. She's doing a real thing put out there for the entire world to see. 
This is not me going to the high school play and commenting on this. <laughs> we got it. So dude. it is a little you're okay. different. You're all right. Steve. Everyone's an adult you know, in this discussion. That's yeah, exactly. Point. It's it's not like Steve's pulling a, a Jared Fogle and saying, hey, come on over so I can show you my foot long. Yeah, right. I, you're, you're okay. Steve. Jared from Subway, you know, chasing those 14-year-olds around. Right. That would be a whole different thing, now, wouldn't it? Which was my point with the Beatles and Kip Winger and you know the Stray Cats. Like, Are you be- a sex offender? Actually, he's in prison. I believe he is, right? <laughs> and honestly, yes. the age of consent is actually lower than 18 in a lot of states. Not that I've been researching this. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's illegal to fuck cows in certain states, though, dude. I yeah. mean, uh, this is what you're gauging. Oh, those cows are sluts, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Oh, you just got us banned again, Steve. <laughs> you and your potty mouth. Welcome to the program, Mr. Uh, Mrs. Arnest. I mean, I hope she's listening today, dude. To really I really, yeah, Mom, if you are listening, you got to stop, because we're going to be having a discussion on another topic in a few minutes. <laughs> you just that don't one's need not going to be so fun. So right, everyone's consenting there. Although there is a ten-year age gap on this uh, discussion too. So oh boy, in my dating world. Oh, let's move into so that anyways. dating world, dude. I'm excited to see uh, how this past date went. How you're feeling about life mm. in, in general? Well, first of all, I am more out of it today on this show than I think I have ever been. Aside from the drunk shows we have done before, I am. Yeah. <laughs> you mean when you were I'm vomiting from from my my Jello shots? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to do on New Year's Eve, we would do these uh, drunken countdown year in review shows on uh, the vocal minority. And we'd, we would get, we'd do drinking games. And throughout each, you know, by the time the four hour show was over, we were just shit faced. And I ended up in the hospital on several occasions, <laughs> quite frankly. Uh, but yeah, no, today I'm, uh, I'm sleep deprived. I've got an infection going in my head and throat. So it's, Ooh. it's messing with my, uh, my internal wow. chemistry a little bit. But well, I guess we'll get to that part of the story. Uh, as we mentioned on the previous show, I uh, I was having date number four with the Valley Girl, and I had planned an evening of debauchery. And hey, Dan, uh, before I'm sorry, I'm yes. sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Before, do you do? Please. I just wanted to find out. Uh, they had some on the news this morning. These uh, Zoom feeds are being uh, what do they call that when people bomb in? They've been hacked. Yeah, Zoom bomb like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do you have us locked down? We're all locked down. No one's going to get in this. I have no idea. I mean, it's password protected, but they they almost all Zoom things are. Okay. Usually somebody has shared, like some corporation uses the same password all the time, and it gets out there. Otherwise, you got to truly hack in to get into this feed. But if someone wants to join us, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to make sure that we're locked down. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Is this a legitimate fear? You're worried the Russians are going to take over the show? I just hope people don't drop in and, and, and try and take the show over. Yeah, yeah, they were doing a story about it. So please go ahead with your story. I just want to make sure. I see. I feel like I'm being set up for something here. But You're not, yeah, dude. that's what it, it smells like, too. <laughs> right? It was a random just a mention. question. Jeez. Yeah. I was asking um, questions. I was just asking questions, too, and apparently I'm a big chomo, so I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Nick, you've got something planned, I can tell. <laughs> Brewski. How dare you? Is Conan O'Brien joining us? Because he was I doing see, that a lot during the pandemic. He was Zoom bombing. I, I see steam coming out of your ears. No, dude, I'm just asking. I just, I was just asking. Please. Uh-huh. Those mad men cigarette he's smoking in his studio there. <laughs> All, right, All right. So anyways, no, I had said on the last show that I had planned a night of fun. We were going to get some drinks and we were going to stay in the harness house here. And just have a uh, a night of partying like rock stars, and whew, I got to tell you guys, mission accomplished. One of you the oh, I would say one of the top five experiences of my life, maybe even top three. Yeah, I'll go top five just to be. Did safe. you fuck those titties? 
<laughs> Whoa, who's Bob? Wow, jeez, oh. dude. That I voice sounded very like... young. Have you? Have you? Did you check the age or ever voice yeah. that for you? I, I know they're playing up, older. Dude. That was Jeez. completely inappropriate. The only thing that inappropriate is where Harness finished three out of four times. Oh my if you God. know what I mean. Did you lock this oh. down, dude? Or I what? thought I did, but you know, oh, yeah. that person doesn't sound very Russian to me. So that's weird. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, let's Bizarre. hope they're gone. Das But um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So uh, we went to uh, my favorite bar in town. Uh, the owner was there, so I felt like a rock star. I walk in, hey, Steve, uh, here's the owner. Look, see, people know me in this town. The Remember last week, I wore my Right, I'm famous in Lake Tahoe, so, you know. Uh, and yeah, and we, listen, I, I don't want to go uh, too far into details here or anything, but um, we uh, we had a couple of rounds there at my favorite bar, a couple of cocktails, and came nice. home, and yeah, fucking partied like rock stars, man. I told Nick uh, Bruski at one point I felt like Jim Morrison just standing there with a bottle of tequila in one hand, just buck naked, like taking shots out of the bottle. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was fucking epic. I've told you guys before my trip to Mexico was just a sex, drugs, rock and roll trip. I felt like it was all condensed into this last Friday night. It was, it was a phenomenal evening that went on for hours. It's a phenomenon. <laughs> what well, is for Arnis? I mean, it sounds like it's been happening as of late. Is this like like a like a Pat O'Brien situation? Get a coke, get some coke and a, a hooker and something like know. that. There were sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I mean, my okay. drug is pot. I was uh, I was taking a few hits here and there, but nice. yeah, I mean, we we did started off take? with two rounds. No, no, she did not. She has a job the drug test, so oh. she's trying to you know avoid that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, a couple of rounds at the bar, and then we ended up drinking half of a bottle of tequila. And it was not a little bottle of tequila. I mean, it was a <laughs> nice-sized bottle. It was a liter, dude. I mean, you guys did destroyed you, that. Yeah. Did, did, did you spend some money on a good bottle? Yeah, I thought so. I mean, I didn't. you guys told me Noco Top Shelf, but it wasn't Jose Cuervo. It was somewhere in the middle. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean. As long as it didn't come in a plastic bottle with, with, a, um, a jug, with a handle on the side, then I think you might be okay. No, no. I went a little classier than that. Nice. From the picture you showed me, it looked like a, uh, a white tequila. Was it, Am I correct? Oh, nice. No, okay. uh, that company does make the Blanco, but this was, I don't even know what it's called. It had the yellow tinge to it or whatever. Okay. So. All right. Um, and you poured about, uh, there, uh, more than half that liter was gone. So you yeah. just partied it up pretty good. But we started <laughs> off with shot glasses, but then at one point, I just brought the bottle upstairs and literally like i would just take a brief intermission and like tap out for a second and go <laughs> chug a you know just you know double fist in this bottle and taking chugs and jumping back in bed again and i mean you guys joked last time about you know sexual marathons nick said well our last marathon i ran was over three hours and i'm pretty sure i ran a sexual marathon that night really Oh, this went on for several hours. I mean, there were some little lulls, but not super long. I was taking breathers, and I was just wound up, and she was uh, willing and able and having a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, every almost every trick I had. I did not, I did not open the drawer of toys. Uh, Nothing at all? Was she tied up yeah. at any point? No, no. I mean, okay. um, no. I, I felt date four was probably a little too premature for that. Although too I was, early. Yeah, I will say at one point I had that drawer open, and I forgot that it was open, and she 
Like, I came back in the room, and she was sitting right there. She had to have seen the drawer. And she didn't go running while I was out of the room. <laughs> so that's good sign. a gray thing. She got maybe excited by it for date number five. Yeah. Who knows? She <laughs> threw out a few suggestions. Like, you can do that if you want. You can try this if you want. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, oh really? Nice. So she's open to She was very adventurous and, and fun. And, you know, there was an important life lesson that I learned on this past Friday night. That, you know, I've told you guys, my ex, you know, the best, maybe the only healthy part of our relationship was we had an amazing sex life. Sure. And I kind of thought, like, you know, I- I'm never going to find somebody like that again who's open sexually and who can do certain tricks that no woman's ever done for me before. Uh, Valley Girl replicated every trick the ex ever pulled on me. So I was like, wow. okay, oh. apparently there is someone else out there that's capable of taking sure. me all the way and, you know, doing other fun things. So. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we, I don't know, we went until 2 or 3 in the morning, and, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a phenomenal night. Good. Now, on the, on the flip side. <laughs> oh, boy. Before I get into the downside of this, Good. anyone have any questions, Good. comments, concerns so far? I uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad you had a good time. She seemed to have a good time, too. You weren't holding her against her will? No, I mean, she had said at one point that, you know, I was a little hesitant about tonight, the whole, like, coming to the guy's house and him serving me alcohol and stuff. But she was like, I have had so much fun. Like, this has just been pure fun. She said at one point, and I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to brag here or anything, but, quote, I have never had so many orgasms in one session in my life. Well, hey, that, that's a good thing. She said Here's, she lost and count. And I thought about, say again. Say, you she said what? she lost count. Hmm. Like normally, if I give a woman one orgasm, I check that off the list. Mission accomplished. Now I can just do what I need to do and anything. Yeah. Else, right? But I, I always want to make sure they have one. Two is like, whoa, really? You came twice? But we're talking double digits, I do believe. Now, listen to this, Steve. And I yes. ask this with sincerity yes, because please. I have to play devil's advocate here. Sure. Not trying to pop you up a little bit you think there was no lying going on there to make no. you feel better no well, why do you jump to no do you, have you thought about it because i can feel it you know you can feel the vibe you can feel the the swell you can feel the release now uh she's not part of your most recent phenomenon there was no squirting going on for actual proof but no i mean uh-huh. you, you can tell and by the way, if someone's going to fake it, they're only going to fake it once. They're not going to fake it 15 times. That would just be pandering. <laughs> so, so no, I, I have total faith. And quite frankly, right. gentlemen, I put a lot of work into this, you know, art of mine. So I'm, I'm, I've got techniques that have been field tested. And when you start to hear the same reviews from multiple people, you start to realize, like, oh, maybe I am pretty good at this thing. So, yeah, I have faith. Okay. Now, the only so- downside. Yeah. Uh, you think uh, uh, double digits, huh? I do, yes. All right. Something about losing track at 15 was a quote I seem to remember. Wow. So, mm, yeah. My previous record was eight, by the way. And that was with the 35-year-old, like, way back in the day. So Previous record was eight? Eight. All right. And that was the night where the 35-year-old and I, similar thing. We were just in for the night. We had some booze. We had some pot. I was just like, let's see how many we can uh, click off your list for the night. Like, let me see how many times I can make you pop one off. And, uh, yeah, it was eight with her. So, um, yeah, so I think I've set a new record. Congratulations. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Champion. Yes. Uh, now, the only downside, per se, is the fact that I beat the ever-loving hell out of myself 
like in ways that I have never been beaten before. What do you mean, dude? Well, first of all, I was chafed from up and down the my uh, the entire sure. length of my shaft was just rug burned, basically. But did, I, you don't have any lube laying around. You got? I do, and I'm a big fan of lube. Uh, lube makes then, the world go round. Then why didn't you use it? Oh, I did. <laughs> I used plenty. That just shows you how much was going on there for hours at a time. That even Steve, though thoroughly lubed up, I still the next day was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Steve, might, might, I, might I suggest that you go and invest in a set of rubber sheets? Mm, yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, need to clean my sheets. I, I, That's for sure. Listen, listen, your Uncle Brewski's been there. And, yeah. and you know, I've, I've always, you know, had at least something like that just because you never know when you might need it. And especially yeah. in this case, here, you can go overboard with the lube and not have to worry about making a mess all over the place. Just spray it Tremendous everywhere. Tremendous play huh? by Brewski. <laughs> <laughs> I need one of those super squirters, you know, like super soaker things. Yeah. Hose the bed down, man. No, that's a certain, seriously, you can get a, a rubber sheet to put uh -huh. on your bed. Yeah. Do you have one? Currently, no, but I have had several in the past. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I try to put a good mattress, you know, protector underneath the sheets because things tend to soak through or whatever. That doesn't. That that's not going. That's not going to work. Really? I'm on a clean bed for this champion. I told. I told you with, with with Jen, we had to put at least you know two, sometimes three towels underneath there until I invested in the rubber sheet with her. Wow. Well, that was for yeah. squirting, though, right? Oh, but, but that and also well, for other things too, lube and all that. And she she kind of wanted to experience a few things that she didn't have a lot of experience with, but I did. You know, are um, we talking uh, about Arnell masterclass? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Did you need that protection? Was there uh, were there accidents? Oh well, sometimes yeah, but you got to be careful. You got you got to. It you happens. Know. It happens. Yeah, absolutely. I remember one time with my ex, we were doing that. She's like, "Don't look down. Don't look down. Oh my gosh, don't." Look down. Oh no, no. Well, yeah. Well, there, there's 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 that part of it, but but you know, sometimes other things happen. You know, what? urine. Let's and, speak frankly here. Why are we? Uh, sure. What what what? Sometimes happens? there might be a little bit of blood. You know, it happens. Uh, oh, okay. Just by happenstance, you're not talking about like cutting or something. Like no, that. no, 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 no. Now, that's another thing entirely. I I, <laughs> I did I dated a chick that was really into blade play. This was years ago. Yeah, and, you mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she, used, she used to rip the hell out of my arms with her fingernails to the point where it was, it was like leave raised cuts on my arms, and my yeah. arms would just be bleeding like crazy. And she'd like yeah. wipe it off and lick it off her fingers. Oh wow, that's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was very hardcore. Yeah, I've had, and probably more so, my ex, you know, the most recent one. She was into a little bit of pain, um, sure. giving it, but also uh, getting it, but also giving it to me. Like she would love to bite me during sex. Like she would just latch onto my chest. Oh. And I, t there was one time we were just like just starting, like just like getting in the bedroom, and she just bites me, and I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like it has to be pleasure and pain, not just pain. We got to be doing stuff. <laughs> Don't just just bite me. The hell's wrong? I think we know where that came from, dude. <laughs> Do we? Yes. Deep down inside somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So anyway, so yes, uh, heavily chafed. Uh, another sensation that I've I've literally never experienced this. Um, I don't quite know how to describe this. My my pubic bone hurts. And that's not a play on words. Like your pubic bone ends above, you know, right where your pubes would be, I guess, right? right. Like we're talking skeletally inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. 
there was so much just bump bump bumping that it's all sore and bruised like this it's bruised yeah like dude i sent you that eggplant emoji telling you like this is what i look like right now purple and swollen all over the place what? like yeah, yeah, yeah i set things down man. response to that dude what how was you your response? Thanks for the visual, feel, or? dude. No, she's. <laughs> how do you think she feels? I mean, if you're hurting, yeah. she's really yeah. got to be fucking hurting, dude. Yeah, Nick did tell me one point. Leave the poor lady alone already. <laughs> well, but let, let's let's just remember that the vagina is an amazing amazing appendage. You know, right. or, I mean, it's a human it, out of there. So ex- exactly, it is resilient beyond resilient. Doesn't like mean when, it doesn't hurt though. Like like, like whenever someone <laughs> says, "Don't be a pussy." I mean, I, considering how tough right. a vagina is, I yeah. think that's that's something you 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 would want to be. You know, it's like a catcher's mitt. It can take a lot of abuse from a hundred mile fastball. So. Yeah, I did ask her at one point that night, Nick. Like, you know, are we? Uh, is this a little too much? And she kind of jokingly said, "Like, eh, maybe a little tender tomorrow." But I followed up with her, and she has not. You know, she's not pointing that out. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was the case for sure. Did sure. Did, did you ice up, son? Uh, I've been using some creams to try to get back in shape. No, 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 no. I'm talking like like for, for, uh, an ice pack. Put an ice pack on it. You, it'll feel a lot better. It really will. Ooh, I don't know. I'll give that a try, maybe. So we'll yeah. see. will. What are we talking about here? Well, the tender uh, bruisingness like going up, on here. We're icing up our junk. What are you guys doing? I'm like a professional athlete, on, like- man. I just went out and played the goddamn World Series all seven days <laughs> in a row in one night. So, yeah, I need a little ice bath afterwards. Jeez. Like, Come on, Nikki. You've never had to ice up after after something fuck like that? no, dude. No. <laughs> fuck. I, I haven't had to no. ice up, dude. I, haven't I never have either. Right? Up. Wow. I haven't had any of that happen, dude. The, Interesting. This pubic bone tenderness, I have never experienced this before. I've had all sorts of good, vigorous sex, but I think the fact that it went on for hours is what sure. you know, that tenderness came from. And then um, today I discovered a whole other problem. Uh oh. What kind of be- problem, dude? <clears throat> well, I went to bed. <laughs> I went to bed. I, it's a good problem to have. And trust me, I'm not. It uh, is? Well, I, I'm, I'm proud of how I have the problem. Yeah. So no regrets mm. here. No remorse. No regrets. Like Metallica. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Brewski. Last night I went to bed and I could just feel a little scratching in my throat, like I'm starting to get sick or something. Okay. I woke up at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. My throat. I mean, I could barely swallow. It was so. It still is. It is so Uh-oh. fucking sore. Yeah. So I, I, everyone I know is getting sick right now. I mean, there's this triple pandemic thing going on and everyone's just got runny noses and coughs. So I've been taking like airborne and I've been aware of the fact that there's a lot of sickness going around. So when I got up, I was actually up almost all last night. That's why I'm so out of it today. Just I've been up and down since one o'clock in the morning. And yeah, my throat was just killing me. My lips were all dried and cracked. And so I called the doctor this morning. It was like, you know, Christmas is coming. Like, let me come in. I think I have strep throat or something. So I go into my doctor today. I do a COVID test. It's negative. I do a flu test. It's negative. I do a strep throat test. It's negative. Hmm. The doctor tells me you have a a bacterial infection in your throat. And I'm like, listen to Crosby. What? (laughs) <laughs> you bastard we want to talk about crossing inappropriate boundaries like this is Testing. Such, a hypocrite. such a hypocrite i tell you so anyways you know the doctor starts asking me like what have you been exposed to of late that could cause a bacterial infection in your throat vagina 
Yeah, a whole lot of it. Um, I did a lot of a lot of muff diving that night. <laughs> Vagina. Yeah, and my uh, my snorkel uh, apparently didn't protect me very well. Listen, uh, the female anatomy. There's a lot of bacteria and thing going on down there. And quite frankly, I revisited it a few times throughout the evening after we had been going vigorously. After we had both had to take bathroom breaks because we're chugging tequila. What? Like things at that point in the night weren't perfectly sanitary down there and it's just oh, natural it. bacteria it's all good i mean it's, so it's just, what bacteria it's natural bacteria all women have bacteria down there but yeah. when you start throwing you in there and lube in there and you run into the bathroom and not shower it like there's bacteria yeah, there's that's just naturally occurring we're not we're not talking about the roast beef being spoiled or anything like that exactly it's not an std nothing like that it was just it's the natural bacteria that i sure. consumed a whole lot of it that night are so, we talking about oh, urine here? I don't. I don't understand. Yes, I'm not talking about feces. But she, we were, we broke the seal. We were drinking heavily. So uh, both of us, a few times during this marathon, ran to the bathroom to pee real quick and then came back. Yeah, so I don't know if you're familiar with female anatomy, but you know you can get around there a little bit. So. You, you mix that in with her own natural chemistry, with lube, with my friction and whatever bacteria I have on my junk that has been in, you know, her mouth and my in Steve's underwear. Right. You know, yeah, all that let's just keep talking about it, please. This is hours worth of a special cocktail that was brewing down there. And then I go oh. diving face first in. And uh, yeah, took a day or two, but uh, enough bacteria had accumulated in my throat that I now have a bacterial infection. There's a harness, a harness stew is what he's saying. Yes. Nothing anyone should be ashamed of, embarrassed about or anything else. Quite frankly, like I said, I'm proud of the fact that we could whip up such a night of um, bacterial uh, infection. (laughs) All worth it. Absolutely. 100% worth it. All I got to do is gargle a little salt water for a day or two, and if it doesn't go away, I've got a penicillin uh, prescription what standing if, by. Got, How about the advanced antibiotics? Some tea with oh, lemon yeah. and honey, you know? Yes, exactly. It's like I'm warming up for an opera, you know? Yeah. So you got to gargle a little. She gargled a little, so it's all yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a beautiful love story, dude. You got a party like Pavarotti. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure the next Hallmark Christmas movie will feature a scene just like this. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. Listen, uh, I would much rather have this than to me be saying again, like, well, I lasted 30 seconds and fell asleep. So it was fun. Like, no, like I put in a Herculean effort, (laughs) rocked her world. And like all athletes, you may walk away a little sore and tender for a few days. And that's just part of the job. Mm -hmm. And I got the job done 15 times. (laughs) (laughs) We're proud of you. Well, you should be. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of you. Steve, I'm, I'm, I'm proud talking about of you. being. Thank you. This whole I'm very old shit. Forty-six-year-old guys can do that without giving themselves an aneurysm or heart attack. So yeah, boo to the fucking yeah. I said. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I I channeled my Jim Morrison for a night, party like a goddamn rock star, and uh, I feel very accomplished and very good about it all. That's all the Christmas I could want. Where do we go from here? Oh, and by the way, we also had a bunch of like really nice, intimate conversations, and she bought me a present. You know, I was ah. telling you guys, I didn't think anyone was going to buy me a gift this year. She bought me a gift wrapped in Spider-Man wrapping paper. Oh, I mean, very nice. Again, very nice woman. You know, has been nothing but sweet and nice to me. And, and she's uh, paying attention to what you're saying yeah. and, and what you're sharing with her because of the, 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 the different things that she's doing. 
Exactly. Exactly. And, and you can't you can't ask for much more than that, really, because I mean, because right. more times than not, women don't give a damn about anything you have to say. Absolutely correct. So, I was joking with Nick the other day that I'm sure I'll be married by New Year's Eve. That was obviously. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I, I listen in all seriousness because I know everyone in my goddamn life is worried about this. I was getting a rash of shit from Emily this weekend. That uh, slow down, slow down. Like God forbid you be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the the people who love you most in this world. Yes, and I understand you. everyone's concern. I to, I really do. Everyone saw me get just bent over hard by my ex, so I get it. However, it's a different game. You know, three years ago, I was looking for a wife. I was looking to put my family back together, and that window is now passed. So now I feel like every other weekend I have free. Why not have a nice person to go play around with? And it doesn't all need to be Jim Morrison, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Like, but that was that was how I wanted to celebrate the holidays. Well, here's a question. Uh, does she meet the requirement that Crosby has uh, shared with you? No. Well, yes and no. You know, my son was worried that I would date someone that's got a 13-year-old son like him and that they wouldn't be buddies. Uh, she does have a child, but her child oh, right. is uh, in second grade, so there's a big age oh. there. So yeah. I don't think he'd be concerned about that at all. No. And again, I'm not. I'm not moving anyone in. I'm not. No. You know, I'm just. I'm just. Hey, I've got limited windows in my life free right now, and I'm looking for someone to spend those times with. And and you know, we we text back and forth during the days, and she's friendly and cares about me and asks questions about my day and stuff. Like, there's a nice little void being filled here, and that's all good. Having said that, I haven't given up on the top three yet. I haven't given up on other dates. I'm still on Hinge, so I'm my uh, my uh, lure is still in the water. Well, it's interesting that, that you mentioned that because so I'm still on a few of these apps and um, I've had two experiences recently and both not so super as well as I, I had hoped they were going to be. Okay. And so one of them, the first one, this is a quick and easy one. Uh, this chick, she's into metal and she's into a lot of stuff. I thought she was really cool. And it turns out all she was looking for was somebody that might want to uh, – come by and uh, have uh, some fun uh, so that uh, she might uh, uh, um, have some more money to buy her kid Christmas presents. Oh, she's a hooker. She was prostituting basically, or just saying like, come on by, but then leave me a little tip. Exactly. That's that there. Mm. And so then, there and so a then difference? but, but, uh, but my, but In I'm a court not, of law. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but my, my whole problem was, was like, I thought she was really interested in me. Uh, and and then I'm just like, oh, so that's what this is, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then the one that she have really, reasonable rates. I mean, what did she? What what was her idea of a tip? Motel sex. <laughs> she didn't. Or, she didn't. Uh, she didn't well, as soon as she as soon as she she mentioned that, I just unmatched because I was just like, uh-huh. I'm not interested in in doing that. I'm I'm going into this trying to find somebody to date. And and this is not what I'm looking for. Well, that's good. See, you're sticking by what you need. And then the second one. Uh, so I was on Bumble, and I happened to find a woman on there who I worked with um, over 25 years ago. Oh wow! Okay. At, at at a toy store in Boston at FAO Schwartz, and so she was an art what student. Kind of toy store? <laughs> no, no, no. But she she was an art student in Boston. And um, I was probably about a couple of years older than her. So I was 24. She was 21. And um, I had a huge crush on her. 
And I was just like, I couldn't believe I saw her on there. And I met, and when she matched with me and said, hello, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. This is amazing. And she oh. lives and live far from me and, and that sort of thing. And um, I kind of followed her career from afar because she's a, a noted children's book um, uh, illustrator. I think they call that stalking, but yes, go ahead. Um, no, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I'm I, joking. Yeah. Um, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line between curiosity and stalking. I get it. Trust me. Um, it's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong so, with stalking if they don't know you're doing it. Right. Just remember that. Exactly. So, so anyway, so we're kind of having some conversation and that sort of thing. And then, you know, the messages started to get longer and longer in between when she was responding. Yeah. And just in, and I remembered more about her than she did about me. And so it kind of felt a little one-sided and I get that I have a, a really good memory and I'll remember shit that no way people, people will say, you can't remember that, but You're I did. You're a champion. So yes. Um, but uh, so finally I had to kind of cut the cord cause she just didn't seem interested. And I just said, Hey, listen, you know what? Uh, well, what do you think that was about? Was she never really interested, or do you think somewhere in the conversation she lost interest? But but nothing. But the conversation was really innocuous. Mm. I mean, it was it was it was always me asking good questions of oh how you know what was going on in your life, and then we shared our, our what went on in our backgrounds since we last saw each other, and then she seemed to like some of the the, the nice things that I remembered about her. Um, I didn't mention. The fact that I remember that she also used to uh, dance at a strip club in Boston and that I, I walked her to work several times um, to the strip club after we left the toy store. Um, I didn't I didn't what mention- was she working at a toy store for if she strip it at night. Um, making more money on stage than selling toys. Well, she, she, she no, no, she had just started <laughs> stripping at this particular place. And this particular place wasn't the it was like one of those really old joints like uh, so a lot of people it wasn't like big spenders were going in there and stuff like that you know right. um, dollar dances you know so anyway uh it so just, it just, it just drifted away on you yeah and when, and when you're going four days and, and and when i when i suggest to you about us going to uh, this particular art museum in boston and walking around and enjoying the day like you know just kind of looking at some art and having a good conversation and that sort of thing and i know that's something you're into and you don't get back to me and say, yes, I'm interested. No, I'm not interested. Well, I, I just kind of get the feeling you're not interested. So that was a no. bit of a disappointment. For it's sure. fucked up. I got a hundred scenarios like that that have happened just in these last, you know, five months of you're talking, you're talking, then they drift away or fade away or just stop. I was just a couple of weeks ago talking with a woman who uh, she said, like, I only want to date guys in Nevada. I'm like, Nevada's like four miles that way. But she, <laughs> you're not in Nevada. So never mind. I'm like, Okay, that's a weird That's thing. weird. I've had so many women cancel in the last second. These top three, literally. <laughs> okay, so radio fan canceled on me once. Now, maybe we're, we're rescheduling for next week. I don't believe anything until I'm knocking on a door. Uh, the professor, uh, she phoned in sick recently on me. Is she oh. really sick? Is she not? Maybe. Mm. Who knows? Uh, but even the Valley Girl admitted to me after our night of debauchery on Friday. She said, hey, funny story. I almost canceled our first date. I just assumed you would be just another idiot waste of time. So an hour before our first date, I was ready to cancel. And my roommate basically talked me into showing up anyway. So, like, there's just so many 
cold feet, second thoughts, regrets. Don't know if I really want to. It's it's infuriating and makes it so hard to try to go out there and play the game nicely because no one else is playing by any of these rules. Yeah, exactly. Nick, thoughts on all this stuff? Well, that's a bummer, Brewski. I mean, here's the thing, dude. You guys are dating in a uh, you guys are dating in a scenario where you're behind a keyboard. Well, for Brewski, it's a little bit more heartbreaking because you know this person and you were having conversation with her and, and you know her from your past. But uh, even so, you guys I are the lawyer, key- kind of. We had a first date, and then she flaked on me at the last second in round two. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems to me that. None, well, uh, just I can only speak for Harness because I'm only up on some of these people that he's been going to go out with. Yeah. It seems to me that uh, they don't have, you're finding these women who are great, and you could definitely get a date with someone who is less than nine times out of ten. Yes. But when you're going for the ones that you actually want to go out with, it seems that some of them don't have dating as a priority. Yeah, I mean, they don't about? have it as, as a priority like you do. Like, you want to go out on some dates and meet some people, and whether or not they've already been through it, like Valley Girl said, like, I just figured it'd be another, you know, dumb date with some douchebag. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if they just don't have the priority in their lives to date like you do or 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 if it is the cold feet thing. But it's easier to bow out behind a keyboard. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's games going on or why. You remember uh, Putin, or Putin, as I called her? Yes. The, the Russian. <laughs> uh, you know, she was all, you know, flirting back and forth, and then as soon as I was like, Saturday at 7, let's do it, she vanished. And then I called her out, like, oh, I see you're, you know, all smoke and mirrors, huh? And she finally replied eventually, and she's like, all right, I'm still going through my divorce. I actually still live with my, you know, soon to be ex. So, I'm like, then why are you on these apps? What Such games bullshit. are you playing? Like, she just wants her ego to feel good because she's gone through a divorce. Yeah, exactly. Because no one's given her love at home. So, right. so she wants random dudes to tell her how pretty she is and, yeah, and all exactly. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Bruce, and you, you are right, Nick. You, like, uh, untie this with this woman. Did you tell her that, like, uh, you don't seem interested, or did you just kind of let a sleeping dog lie? Or what? no, no, I just, I just said, hey, you know, Amy. I said, uh, I understand that people are busy, especially this this time of year, because she's an art teacher now at at a at a, at a uh, school. And um, and her son's coming home from college soon and that sort of thing. And I said, I, I understand the holidays. Things get real busy. Here's my phone number. If you want to connect or you want to do something, because I let her be known what I envisioned on that particular date of us going to the Gardner Museum. Just nice and easy for us to do, uh, uh, you know, no pressure or anything like that. I was like, you know, if you're interested in doing something, here's my number. You know how to reach me. And and if you're not interested, no problem, and I wish you the best. And what was her reply? Because I've told that to a few women, like, hey, if you're not interested, just tell me. And their response tells me a lot. Because some women reply, like, no, 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 like, I'm, I'm definitely interested. And others will just be like, yeah, sure, I'll call you. And then you never hear from them. I, I haven't heard back from her yet, so. Yeah, so that's not a good sign. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Here's a much better question I have for you, Brewski. Yeah. Is that a Santa Claus costume behind you? What? Well, I think it's a you see it, Nick? jersey. Oh no, 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 no! That's that's a that's a football. It looks jersey. like a red thing with a black belt and a white beard laying over your closet back there. 
Oh no, 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 no. That's that's a um uh, a dress shirt, a white dress shirt sitting on top of a uh, a football jersey. Oh, I see. I just am in the holiday spirit, I guess. I was yeah. Thinking, why you're not wearing that? Like, come on. Well, Beat listen. I, for us. <laughs> well, look, yeah. I've been I've, something for the show today. I I've been Santa Claus in the past in the mall. So you have you? I I have. And, I did and, that once too. Well, and I used and and they used to have our Santa Claus area outside this bar in the mall. And of course, you know, you get all the drunk chicks coming out. Hey, can I sit on Santa's lap? You know, all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, well, that's a good angle. I actually did it in a uh, posing for pictures with kids. No, that, that's no, that, no, that's 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 what it was. I was supposed to be there to take pictures with kids, but it was oh, okay. outside. It was in the middle of the mall, but it happened to be outside this bar in the mall. And then, I see. as a the chicks would come out of the bar and want to come over and. There are families all over this town that have pictures of me in their house, you know, posing with their kids where I'm Santa Claus. And I'll tell you, one kid years later looked at that picture and was like, I think that's Neo's dad. And the mom called me. It was just like, it's amazing. Like, I don't know, something about your eyes. Like the kid, because I had the full, you know, fake eyebrows, the full beard. Like it was only like a little slit of my eye sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. I did the Santa Claus at uh, Toys R Us for um, near my house here. And um, the courts had, allowed that, huh? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually had some moms. Like one mom was like, "Boy, Santa Claus has some really ha- pretty blue eyes." And, uh, and, and I'm just like, "You've been uh, naughty or nice, mommy." That's uh, kind of weird. But I still have this little plaster Santa Claus face that this little girl uh, painted, and she um, sat with me for the picture. And then she comes over and she handed me this plaque. And then she says to me, Santa Claus, I love you. And she hugged my leg and I melted. Oh, isn't that sweet? I mean, I mean yeah, I mean. It's, Nick, it's, what, are you, what are you holding up there? Oh, you got to talk so I can see your camera. Oh, this is, uh, this is here, Brewski. This is oh. Harness in his uh, Santa Claus outfit uh, shooting himself in the head. Yes. <laughs> Because that's how I felt after posing with children for hours. Honestly, yeah. it was the claustrophobia. I don't have claustrophobia, but when I put on that full costume and I had the big wig on, the hat on, the beard on, the eyebrows, like it's, it's hot. hot in, yes, it gets hot in there, and you got kids sitting on you, getting all up in your business. I'm just Ooh. like, get me out of here. Like it freaked me out after a while. Uh, well, you and did it for I charity, would... Brewski. Did you get paid to do it, Brewski? I did. Yes. Mine uh, wasn't for charity. It was a business I started. It was? When, yes. When we moved to Tahoe eh, 15 years ago or whatever it was, nobody in this town did pictures with Santa Claus. You had to go to Reno or Sacramento to pose with Santa. So my ex-wife and I were like, we've got camera equipment. Uh, so we paid to get this you know, background to hang behind you. There was Santa's workshop, and we bought the uniform, and we charged whatever it was. We had different packages and set up at a uh, a kid's uh, gym place here in town. And, yeah, every Saturday in the month of December from 2 to 5, come get your picture with Santa. We made, you awesome. made money? Oh, we made, I want to say, like, good three grand or something off that. I mean, it was, it was good. Nice. And then, by the know. way, everyone started bringing Santa to town. Like, we, no one had heard of it before us somehow, and now there's 20 Santas here. So, <laughs> do, uh, and, and what play, are we play the Santa, dude? Tell me what you said when the kid would come up to and sit on your lap. Oh, Hello. oh, oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, that wasn't my Santa impersonation. I was looking at my dating apps. Ho, ho, ho. Um, <laughs> no, I would do, <laughs> I would, I would do my Santa voice. Nikki, have you been a good little boy this year? And then they would I'm say, a character what do you actor. want? 
what what do you want this year for Christmas? Same thing, Bruski? Yes, yes. And uh, uh, I don't know about Steve, but I I, I got some really um, I, I, some usual requests. But then every so often you get the heartbreaking requests and that, that kids ask for and all that. And, bring my mm. daddy home for yeah, Christmas. I, Stuff no, like I, that. Yeah, yeah, but because dad walked out on mom. Ouch. Daddy went to go get milk and hasn't been back in a year. Bring daddy back. And what would you say? Well, you can't promise anything. <laughs> Santa, you're magic. You Come on. You do. He's never going to see you. I'll go again. get your daddy now. No. <laughs> How would you like I'm me? I'm sure to he be got his daddy. pack of smokes. Come on. <laughs> well, but then, but then there was another one that wanted their dad back, and their dad had died. Oh, oh, well, you really got to work your magic at that point. Uh, yeah, exactly. I would have looked at the mom and said, I'll tell you who's your daddy. <laughs> if they would have been nice looking. I mean, you could have picked up on moms. I'm sure you could have. Yeah, well. Absolutely. Not even. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't know I had two Santas in my friend group. Yeah. yeah. And now, uh, you know, for our YouTube audience, Nick has a uh, Marco Grouch uh, mustache on now. How was that holiday themed? Grouch Something for Santa. Uh, this was uh, a gift from my niece, dude. She wanted me to wear, uh, she asked me if I would wear this on my next podcast, and I told her at least I would. So, you wow. should grow a mustache like that, Nick. Uh, yeah, I look a little chomo y, just so you yeah, know, a little chomo y, or do I look very <laughs> uh, intelligent and refined? Yeah. Listen, chomo. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I think he looks like Mario from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a perv, too, though. Let's be honest. I was jumping in and out of pipes and holes. Let's be real. Popping mushrooms. <laughs> Let's see you grow a beard, Brewski. Any chance? No. Why? I want. I want because, to look or can't grow one. What's the? I can't. No, I can't. I can't grow one. My the side of my my face it gets all splotchy and 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 doesn't no. just doesn't grow. Not like full. I, I, Some guys are that way. Yeah. Yeah. You'll hit puberty eventually. When you hit 58, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, I didn't start shaving regularly until I was like mid-20s. Mm, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, since we've been talking here about uh, the world of dating and these weird relationships where people are looking for sex, they're not looking for sex, this hundred terms that Brucey and I have been forced to learn, the pansexuals and the omnisexuals, oh, all this crap out there. Uh, Brewski sent us an article this week that I, <laughs> I, I mean, I just cry bullshit on the face of this article. I, I don't even know how far into it I can get, but let, let me just <laughs> here. The headline on this article is woman loves living in non-sexual threesome. My boyfriend's best friend even helps solve our arguments. Uh, the fuck is a non-sexual threesome? I mean, yeah, exactly. It, it defeats the the definition of what a threesome is. It's called a friendship. <laughs> yes. Right? Was yeah. the TV for show Friends? Was that a six-way non-sexual orgy every episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just be honest. Do you want a friendship where you guys might lay down on a bed together and sleep? I don't know. Does that include cuddling? I mean, I that's what I imagine that it is some sort of physical touch of a hug or a cuddle, but nothing more. I'm waiting because one of these days this article is going to change. These two will be, or these three will be making porn or something. Because the the main picture, the two dudes have their arms around each other, but only the one dude has his arms around the actually very attractive blonde. 
So, I don't know. Let me just start to read this until I start vomiting of the hypocrisy of what's going on here. Please. Uh, A woman has shared her experience of living in a non-sexual threesome with her boyfriend and his best friend, not to mention sharing businesses and booking joint holidays together. Again, if that's her boyfriend, so she's banging the boyfriend, so this third guy is just a friend, right? I don't know. I'm so confused, dude. I'm so confused as why the other person's there. Lily Brown has been in a relationship with boyfriend Alistair Moss for four years, ever since they met at uh, the university. After they left, the couple moved in with Alistair's best pal, Tom Doherty, uh, to save on rent. Them all 23 years old. Who wrote this article? It's riddled with typos. Them all 24. Them all 23 years old. (laughs) Well, this might not be entirely uncommon for young people. He has become far more than just a flatmate. Maybe this isn't Britain. It isn't Britain, yeah. All these years later, Tom shows no signs of moving out of the home they all share in Lincoln, nor do Lily or Alistair want him to move out. And he even joins them on trips abroad and romantic meals out. Ay. Rather than pining for their own space after a while, Lily says she loves having him around with the couple, even using him to referee when they bicker. Quote, life would be so different without Tom. He's so funny and makes us laugh so much. We're all best friends, and we trust each other with everything. He's a dancing monkey for their entertainment, dude. Right? Is he watching you guys bang? Is he like cuckold or something? <laughs> uh, quote, as a trio, we spend pretty much 24-7 together as we not only live together, but work together too. As oh. friends, we also love to go out and have fun together. And those around them have grown used to uh, expecting them as a package deal. Quote, all of our friends and family love our relationship, and it's so rare and wholesome at the same time. When one of us isn't uh, at an occasion, someone is bound to ask where the third one is. That said, some do wonder about just how harmonious living with your boyfriend and his best friend can really be. Uh, People ask if I get fed up having Tom around all the time, but I love it. And it doesn't feel as though we're living in each other's pockets, she adds, though he is respectful to the couple's space when he needs to be. I guess that means when they're doing it. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> this is a whole uh, you, me, and Dupree uh, real yeah. life scenario, right? There's something so unhealthy going on here where these yes. two can't just have an intimate relationship. They need a third person around to be the comic relief or whatever it is. I'll tell you what. I think he hit the nail on the head, and I will speak from personal experience on this. I remember when uh, I start. I started to feel, with my last relationship before I was married, uh, I started to feel like the relationship was at a stall and that it wasn't really going anywhere. Uh, But it was one of those endings to a relationship where, boy, I still loved her and we were great friends. You know, they talk about people becoming roommates in their relationships and stuff like that. And I felt like that's kind of where we were. But I do remember that, like, her sister would uh they were great friends and she would come over and spend the night sometimes and i remember a point in the relationship where i would advocate more and more like when she'd come over for dinner or something i'd be like you should spend the night because it took so much weight off my shoulders Mm -hmm. of trying to keep what was there together because she was bothered by her sister you know what i mean i could kind of bow out and go play video games or say like you should spend the night tonight you know we'd love to have you (laughs) you know it happened more and more and that's exactly what this is like if you aren't comfortable around your partner by yourself 
there's something wrong. Absolutely. And I don't know which one of them dubbed this a non-sexual threesome. It's a sexual twosome with somebody hanging around you all the time. That's yeah, your friendly threesome. Sir. Just say what it is, dude. There's got to be these odd labels on everything that, uh, for some reason, they want to put odd labels on everything. So we have to yes. acknowledge this odd label that this is something normal. And if it's not something that we view as normal, well, we can't talk about it because now we're just fucking being rude and, you know, uh, not not buying into what a threesome a non-sexual threesome yeah that's it's bullshit a, it, it's a, a contradiction double. on its face yes. yeah it is bullshit and just like bruce and i've been discussing these women that well, what's the term i even forget now where i'm uh, i'm it's a non-sexual dating relationship like that's just being friends exactly <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing or i'm only attracted to you intellectually like, but you're still attracted to them. And I don't buy that if Brad Pitt was a flaming moron that you wouldn't say he's a good-looking guy versus John Candy at his height of, you know, 300 pounds. Like, oh, but he's really funny, so I find him sexually attractive. Like, No, they'd, they'd go after Pitt even if he was a mimbo, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I don't know why everyone has a male bimbo. Me, everyone, every guy. <laughs> That's, right. Every every guy is a male bimbo, right? I mean, really. Well, but yeah. I mean, but a bimbo implies that someone uh, is lacking um, intellectually, you know. So that they've got the looks, but they don't have the brains. I guess. N- not so much just all sex or anything like that. Yeah, okay. I, I don't. I, I, I'm with you, Nick. It, it's somebody's attempt to wrap their head around what they just feel comfortable with. Sure. It's not that I can't be intimate with my partner. It's that I'm in a non-sexual threesome. Yes, I say. I mean, to to me, you know what? She likes her boyfriend. They they have a great sex life and that sort of thing. But she doesn't really connect well friend wise with with the boyfriend as far as yes. interests go. And this other guy is just a friend to, to hang out with. There's, I mean. She's yes. not even. She's not even giving this guy a handy or anything like that. No, no. Uh, I, you're right. I pin a, this. I have my cake and eat it too. Relationship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I pin this on the boyfriend. You know, if you were good enough, funny enough, social enough, if you covered the whole spectrum with this woman, you know, like I was talking about the last show, you've got to be emotionally compatible, sexually compatible, spiritually compatible. Like, there's all these compatibilities. So obviously, her boyfriend is lacking in one of these big wedges on that circle graph. But Bob, their third partner, <laughs> is filling it. Tom, in the gap. yeah, Tom. So, but her boyfriend's Tom, Alice dude. there too. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with him? Just hanging around this couple all the time, like. Go get and, some and is, somewhere. And is Tom getting that? Don't talk about that. Is Tom getting some outside of the non-sexual threesome? It, it certainly implies that he is not. I mean, it says they're all together 24-7. They have this pathetic picture where the couple's on a cliff hugging and Tom yeah. is just standing behind them with his head down. <laughs> I see that. Freeze <laughs> a crowd, dude. I mean, that's how it used to be, right? Right. Sign me yeah. up for a non-sexual threesome. Like, shoot me in the head. What the hell is that? Listen, yeah, and you I- found the perfect woman right now. Just rang all your bells. And she said, I would like another man to live with us. I won't have sex with them, and I won't sleep with them, even in my bed. But he's going to live here, and there's something that I get from him intellectually. But I really want to be with you. Would you do it? Well, I would say she's not ringing all my bells if she needs yeah. another guy around. If it's just a roommate and, you know, it helps with our rent and we all hang out, but then 
at the end of the night, like, bye, Tom. <laughs> Me and yeah. my wife are going behind closed doors, or we're going out alone. I'm not going to put Facebook pictures with the two of us cuddling and Tom standing behind us. Like, <laughs> no, like, no, I would not be okay with that. No. And, and how about how about the pictures of them out on New Year's with them both wearing tuxedos with, with, with her? And, and, and she's like, well, when midnight strikes, you know, uh, we, we all just kind of like, you know, touch hands because we're not big PDA people. It's just like, yeah, come on. Here's what's probably really happening. They're both probably devil's three-way tag team in her every goddamn night. But she wants to be like Jesus and Mary. Like, it's an immaculate conception. There's nothing going on here. I'm not some dirty whore. We're just in a non-sexual threesome. Like, they, they got to both be banging the snot out of her. Or like we said, it's just this guy's filling in some void that the real boyfriend is not satisfying. Cause or it's all bullshit. What if the two guys are banging each other? And she just and she's not banging out of the one of them. And she just likes being like they both are there for her to be kind of like, you know, or um, she's the buffer. Yeah, no, no, no. I, um, you know, you you know, how does a a certain term I don't want to use when they talk about um, women who like to hang out with gay dudes. Beards. No, just use the term is the term uh, terrible to use. Yeah, I'll say it. Fag hag. What mm-hmm. if, what if, what if she's what if, what if both of these guys are both guys that she likes to like they they both like some of the same things that I she hear does, you. but not all you. of them. And but then these two, but she's their beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that what could I mean. Be. Or these two dudes are banging each other and just don't want to tell her that, so they're just <laughs> like, no, 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 like, babe, it's the three of us. It's non-sexual, like. You know, about Tom it. and I are not uh, doing anything. We should try and get them on the show. It would think like that would be an easy get, right? Yeah. Well, we yeah. got their thing on here. And like I said, this first picture of them, the two dudes have their arms around each other. Yeah. And then only the one dude's got his arm around the lady. So there seems to be something a little sexual between the two guys. So. Yeah. And by the way, nothing wrong with that. Just own it, is my point. Don't call it a non-sexual threesome. And, and, th- and think about this. Look at the picture of them uh, in the tuxedos. Don't those, doesn't, don't those guys together look like they'd be a handsome couple? Yes. They do look like a good-looking gay couple. I mean, like, too good-looking, you know? I, I think one of them doesn't want to admit he's gay. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I got a girlfriend right here. We're all just buddies hanging out. Meanwhile. Yeah. When she goes to bed at eight o'clock, they go down and uh, do a little PlayStation, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what it is. They're, they're both they're both pulling Josh Hawley and a Tom Cotton. They both they both you know they both got uh, their beard. Yes, yeah, I think so. But yeah, I don't know, Bruski. Uh, see if you can find these people. See if they're willing to come on here and own up to this shit because it reeks of baloney to me. I, I will get on that and see if we can get them on the show. All right. And then, and then maybe we can always uh, pull Dark Horse on with them, too. <laughs> yeah, our cheating expert. He can probably pull the truth out of these three. What the hell's really going on? Yeah, because, you know. Or maybe she's out banging some fourth guy or something. Like, you know? <laughs> like yeah. I smell a horse somewhere in this equation. I don't know if it's so the guy the girl. There's <laughs> <laughs> right. a, a big hoary situation here. We don't yes. know what it is yet, but it's there. We can tell. It's got the aura of whore, so <laughs> I don't know which one of the three it is, but something more than meets the eye is going on here. So, and yes, just like Mary, the Immaculate Conception—that's a no, no, one ever, I didn't do anything; it just happened. Like, yeah, you mentioned that conversation. Yeah, Joseph, I'm uh, I'm pregnant. Well, I thought you were a virgin. 
yeah, well, you know, God. And it's like, wait a minute, I thought you were a virgin. It's well, a miracle. Yeah, yeah no, I, I didn't do anything. I totally didn't do anything. Right. You slut. Oh, I just got banned oh, from Twitter. Don't say again. that, dude. That's oh. terrible. Oh, she only did it with one guy. You're right. Sorry. It's terrible. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Twitter, are we up on the latest? Is Elon Musk uh, resigning? Is he throwing himself out? Did you guys see what has gone on in the last 24 hours here? Well, let me tell you, Steve, I will say this, all right? Are you going to wear that mustache for the rest of the show? <laughs> Is it bothering you? It's kind of funny, but it's a little distracting. But it's okay. I can I can accept you. Right. From my glasses to my mustache, you are not <laughs> into my looks today. You're, you are you got a little cross-dressing thing going on. You got women's glasses. You got the Marco Grouch, <laughs> Grouch <laughs> Mark, uh, you know, mustache going. But you're pulling it off. Don't worry about it. Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, posted an informal poll Sunday asking users of the social media platform if he should step down as CEO. Musk claimed he will abide by the results of the poll, but it is unclear whether or not he will actually do so. The poll closed on Monday morning with a majority of respondents calling for the billionaire to leave his post. 57.5% voted for his departure. It was later revealed... Uh, that all that voted for his departure were Tesla stockholders. Do your fucking job, Elon Musk. I will tell you, when I saw that article, I immediately flipped to our Twitter app to go vote yes. You know, please resign. The poll had already closed at that point, unfortunately. But he's been doing these polls. And he's been saying, like, whatever the results are, that's, you know, he when he let Trump back on, that was a poll. And he's done a few others. And he's saying that I'll abide by it. So... Now, I read another, like, you know, financial news article today that said that this whole poll is a, a smokescreen. Of course he wants out. The, the place is bleeding money. He's destroying it. He's in over his head. He doesn't understand the ramifications of what it means to ban journalists, to say you can't promote yourself on other social media networks. He's, he's tripping over legal problems. He's fucking the entire thing up that he paid way too much for yes so this financial guy was saying like of course he wants out so he's doing a happy dance that this poll went his way and will soon announce that yeah he's going to step down well, well and hey. i would think even more importantly dude in all sincerity the fact that tesla stock has just fucking shit the bed yes. stockholders are speaking dude like this is fucking crazy do your fucking job Do your job over here. You cannot forget about what you've started over here and we've all bought into. Now you're tanking two companies. Uh, Do at least, you can't do both of them well, obviously. Uh, Go ahead, I I was going to say, did you guys see who has been rumored to be the new CEO if he steps down? No. God, who? Trump. Kanye West. No, uh, no, but Nick's, Nick's close. Who, who, who? Stop Jared who Kushner. Oh, my God, dude. That'd be great, in all honesty. Let's just shoot that company in the head, then. But but the, and they were both um, at the World Cup final in Qatar in the box with the Saudis and the Qataris, who both have invested in Musk's um, mm. uh, buying of, of Twitter. They were both in the... the the box there. Yeah, of them. yeah, I saw that. Listen, yeah. I, I would think that would be even more hilarious. I mean, he spent $44 billion to buy it, which was way too much. He sold $40 billion in Tesla stock to get that money. Twitter, in the just, what, month, two months now, he's he's owned it. He's lost $4 billion. So I, this reeks of the rich... 
Yeah, yeah. No, this reeks of a rich guy that wanted to go buy this new toy and now realizes he's in way over his head. He's destroying the company, and now he's going to fuck Tesla up. He's ruining his brand, his image. So I bet he is looking to abandon ship. And if he hands it off to a moron, it's just going to tank it even further. I mean, if he had any brains, he would get somebody from the tech industry to take this thing over and do it the right way. Well, and is there anything odd about that? And this is a serious question that I'm asking you, fellas. It's not for shock value at all. I'm wondering, with if he's thinking about Jared Kushner, with all the backlash of everything that he's posted and has been saying, is he getting somebody Jewish to come in and run this company f- huh. on purpose? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. But honestly, I Kushner would be a pretty big conflict because, you know, Daddy owns Truth Social. So he would be competing with Papa well, Trump there. Well, but the, the the other part of that whole thing with, with Kushner is that they would fold in Truth Social to Twitter and turn and um and allow Trump back onto to Twitter and they would be folding it in and then that way they would take that um out of competition Trump's- off the table. Well, that 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 financial part of, of things would be out of Trump's. He wouldn't have to be concerned about that anymore. Um, that's what I've also read about is that, what? the financial, the competition, the financial competition of using Truth Social instead of Twitter. No, him having to actually, you know, pay the bills every month for Truth Social. If Truth Social got folded into Twitter. I see. Okay. Then, yeah, then that's not that's not something he has to own anymore. It's not something he has to manage anymore. Yeah. I don't know. That'd still be pretty fucking humorous and hypocritical of all of them. Um it'd be but, fantastic. Yeah. I applaud it, dude. Please let's go that direction. Listen, Twitter is the least of our social media platforms. Like we've got the least activity going on there. So I would love to just see that thing implode just well, to stick it to the rich guy who thought he could step in and do anything. Well, but the thing about it is, is that, okay, he received a lot of money from the Saudis and the Qataris yes. uh, to, to buy this, okay? He sold Tesla stock, right? But yeah. he didn't. We, okay, so then that's a big pot of money because they gave more than $4 billion to him because Putin was involved in that too. Putin gave him a bunch of money to, to buy Twitter also. So I, there's, this, there's this huge pot of money. So. Yeah. Some of that money went towards the, the the purchase of Twitter, but some of that money did not go to that. So where did it go to? That's that's my number one question. And then the other the other part of that is that I've read that part of the reason why Twitter was purchased in the first place was because he was going to use that as a mouthpiece for both the Russians and the Saudis and and any of these other um, despots that were looking for. Um, a mouthpiece outside of their official, you know, spokesperson and that sort of thing, who everybody will just, you know, just uh, dismiss as spouting the party line and that that sort of thing. Yeah. So then he he could actually change everything up with the algorithm at, at Twitter and get their message out there. That's that's yeah. part of the reason why he's not so worried about the money is because it's, it's not going to ruin. Money. It's going to ruin Twitter. I mean, he could have just sunk four billion into Truth Social and made it that thing, but he bought no because 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 Twitter he has no users though yeah. exactly and, Twi- and Twitter prior to him purchasing it, Twitter actually had 
a, a good reputation. Yes, that's I what mean, I'm saying. Twitter and Facebook were the two biggest names out there. So I get why he wanted to own it, but now he's realizing he doesn't know how to actually run it. His vision of opening up you know, free speech to everyone is not what he thought, and he's being a total hypocrite, banning people <laughs> reporting on him or his airplane because, or any of the shit. Because, and, he, because he's never been about, it's never been about free speech. It's a smokescreen. He's right. been saying yes. he wanted, wanted to talk about free speech, promote free speech. Yeah, but how but is he what, not going to destroy Twitter in this? Like, none of us are going to realize what he's done. He's turned it into truth social. It's what he's trying to do. So most normal humans are not going to stick with it. And as I said before, the value of a social media company is only the followers you have. And as soon as any of us just walk away from it, we can go to 20 other platforms. But the one we just left is fucked. But and the thing about it, though, is, is that I've heard nothing but bad bad reviews from people who go to Post and Mastodon and all these other places that are like wannabe Twitter that they that they're not yeah. as easily to use and because no not- one knows what they're doing over there either this is the point like jack dorsey you can hate him all you want same with zuckerberg they made two social media platforms that worked they got you know billions of people to sign up for it and they were successful that's why twitter was apparently worth 44 billion uh, well, because no. it was a good thing and it was working well my my theory on the the whole 44 billion was that I don't think that I think Musk didn't want to buy Twitter at first. I think, and but then, and when he threw the forty-four billion out there, he thought for sure they weren't going to take it. They were going to say, you oh, know, yeah. no, we sure. won't, we we won't sell it for any amount of money to you. Yeah. And then when they and then when they said, yeah, we'll do it, and then that's why he started. He tried to back and, out at one point. Yeah, but then there's, there was that huge uh, poison pill that if he backed out, that they would, um, they would, that would. Uh, uh, be inflicted upon him if he if he backed out of the, the yeah yeah deal. there was a big financial penalty so he was trying to claim fraud and their numbers all these bots and everything and, yeah and then yeah it was put up or shut up time and he decided to do it but I think he thought it was going to be a walk in the park and that he could just bully everyone over at Twitter and uh, all of us users of it and it's, Listen, it's not I working that way both I think that he felt like he had to do it at one point or he would be Epstein I mean there's too many big players that put money up for this and uh you know he'd already made a deal it's a deal you can't back out on unless you want to end up dead in your uh hotel room you know what but i mean a, but why would they yeah. epstein him why because he because there's out, so much dude. money from so many powerful people so many and 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 you know what in a sense uh, this is a smokescreen for uh musk to be the a puppet for them i mean there's there's They've already put the money in. They have the deal. He's not going to back out. So, yeah, do away with them. Twitter was huge. They were throwing out the bad kids, you know, and so Elon thought he could step in there and right the ship again, but he's just sinking it. Are you okay, Brewski? No, I'm not. I'm, What's the matter, uh, bud? Oh, I'm, I went to the doctor today, and I, I got some, um, what do you call it, uh, shots. Eight? No, I got shots. Oh. Bruce is playing I, with his arm. For those of you that can't see it, sorry, my my right shoulder is is killing me. I got a flu shot. I got a pneumonia vaccine shot. Oh, uh, and then if I also I wanted to make sure you weren't in pain, dude. As far as I I didn't know if something no, was going no. on with your defibrillator. And then I got okay. I got a co- a COVID booster too. And the and the muscle where I got shot up. And I, I don't mean to. I'm not trying to. Um, no, you're fine. I just thought that, like you know, all of a sudden your uh, defibrillator was going to go off or something. No, 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 <laughs> no, nothing, nothing like that. It's just, it's, yeah, okay. it's just so where I got injected. That's all. But uh, yeah, so anyway, but anyway, back to the, the discussion. Yeah, it, he couldn't back out of the deal, and at that point, there it's like, okay, well, we got to go. We got to go with it. 
Right. Uh, let's talk about another rich moron operating on his ego, and I can't tell if the joke was on him or on us, but uh, Donald Trump announcing this past week that he was going to be putting out his own, uh, what, what are they called, the NFTs? NFTs, yes. yeah. Yeah, he was putting out his own virtual playing cards, portraying him as various types of heroes and whatnot. Well, and for the he, uh, small price of $99. Right. And when he announced this, he was correctly roundly ridiculed by not only people that are normal you know journalists broadcasters comedians but even people like steve bannon said that oh my gosh this is embarrassing like what the hell are you doing well his whole speech dude when he brought him on and started talking about him i was just like this is a joke i mean at some point in time he's gonna say he's joking but no it just kept going and these nfts dude i think there's five or six of them that I've seen anyway. I mean, it shows him as an astronaut. It shows him as a war hero, which is pretty yeah. fucking funny when you dodge a draft dodger. Like, it's so disrespectful, <laughs> right. dude, on so many levels. Shows him as like oh. a fireman and like a superhero puffing his superhero. Chest out. That's disrespectful, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, did you guys uh, uh, keep going, Steve? I don't want to take something that you may already be saying. Yeah, so you know, everyone roundly ridiculed him correctly, and it, it's humorous. And again, I don't know who the joke's on. It took twelve hours to sell out all forty-five thousand dollars or forty-five thousand cards at ninety-nine dollars each uh, for a net of four point four five million dollars in twelve hours. Now, obviously, he didn't get the full four million, but. Some fucking morons went out there and bought these things for $100 a piece. Of course they did, dude. Of if you course. were one of those people, just tattoo sucker across your forehead. First yeah. of all, you could take a goddamn screenshot of these NFTs if you just want to have his picture as a superhero or whatever. But illegal. Why, why, would you, why would you spend $100 well, of your money to see this hero of yours portrayed as all of these false idols do you and making see, them over $4 million in 12 hours? Well, and do you see already? I mean, what are we into this? Day two or three? Well, I mean, when did he announce? Was it on Sunday or Friday? Or I mean, we're a few days into this, okay? The big announcement, Nick. It was a big announcement was it huge 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 yeah he uh, he announced it on thursday okay and then only and they went on sale a few days later and sold out in 12 hours and now do you see where we already are falling into what's happening now do you know the current no no all these images that he used for the nfts he fucking yeah. stole dude yeah uh they they had somebody go in and they found all of the bodies that he used from different clip art that was for sale on different pages that yep. he didn't pay for he stole them wow he didn't even pony up to have some half-ass artist just come no. up with these things. no he didn't. And now oh. there's further investigation into this, dude, because people are looking into this thinking, okay, con man, uh, let's look into how you're actually doing this. And all the money that this corporation that is making the, uh, these NFTs is coming from, they, uh, if you look through like their privacy policy on these cards, all of it's coming from these buildings like, uh, oh, this is where this headquarters are. Tax-wise, uh, we're taking $3 million to do this at our headquarters. You go to these uh, addresses of the places that he's using as headquarters, 
And it's this is a huge money laundering scheme. All of these companies are like shut down abandoned buildings when you, uh, you know, go look at them. I mean, big companies, for a guy that's already under heavy investigation right now, this was a bad time to do this. I mean, if you follow the paper trail, it's fucking unbelievable what he's using. I mean, it's these are obviously dilapidated shut down buildings well, that he said this is what's happening at this location and it's just digging a hole deeper huh well and then did you also know about the um i guess some people didn't understand quite what an nft was and yeah, so, i i barely understand what it is and why well, you want it or need it it's a picture well but but some of these people were under the impression that they were going to get um a physical trading card in like the mail hard stock right. card yeah exactly like the presidential coin collection thing or something yeah exactly so so they they wanted to know you know should where should i give you my address for you to ship me my cards no we just need your email address the the thing that's so comical about this steve is that an nft you can. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit in the past the way yes. to make money off of them is to put the nft out and you use and hire an artist commission an artist to make these things for you and then when people want to use them they got to fucking pay you exactly the opposite of what he did to make his nfts he went and stole everything from everybody it's just so comical wow it's truly hilarious and I, 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 I don't understand this whole NFT thing. I don't get why I want a virtual trading card. I don't. I truly don't understand it. You just want that, that image. You want that image. You know, whether it's to use on your website or whatever it might be, you want that image. Yeah, oh, so it gives you some sort of licensing people. rights to it? Yes. And I don't know why he thought people would want these NFTs. I mean... I, I well, I mean, his people are literally suckers and gullible and would probably pay for almost anything with their hero on there. But I just find that to be hilarious and uh, lazy. There are so many artists out there that will work for nothing, starving artists. Like, there's, that's a term for a reason. You could have spent probably ten grand at the most yes. <laughs> if somebody dropped these things. I mean, well, and I mean, I'm... they have found each individual image and who owned that image already. God. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be lawsuits over it. Well, get in line, though, right? Because how many legal yep. problems does Trump have? And as of today, on the day we're recording this podcast, yes. we have found out the January 6th panel has referred uh, four different counts for criminal prosecution of our former president. To the uh, DOJ. Let's see here. Now, these are referrals, so the DOJ has to decide what to do with it. But count one, obstruction of an official proceeding. Count two, conspiracy to defraud the United States. Count three, conspiracy to make a false statement. And count four, to incite, assist, and or aid and comfort an insurrection. Yes. Our former president charged or uh, referred for prosecution on these things. Let me tell so we you, finally with, have an answer to that question of are they going to do anything with this January 6th committee. With these four charges alone, at the very least, if this man is still able to run for president, we, I mean, the whole thing's corrupt. The whole yeah. thing's corrupt. Yes. Listen, I don't even care at this point if he goes to jail. I would love it. I would love to see that. But just disqualify him from ever holding a public office again. If we can just at least accomplish that, for the love of God. Please. That would deflate so, his I ego mean, more than anything, don't you think? Absolutely. 
I mean, he would use that as a smokescreen that, you know, they knew I would win, which I don't think he will win at all. No. So I don't know what would be more humorous, to not allow him to run for getting prosecuted for something finally, or to let the moron run and lose uh, for the well, second time, you know? Well, but but I will say that I wanted to see him run because I wanted to see him debating against Ron DeSantis because DeSantis is one of those guys that, uh, you know, he is very... Um, very strong back away from the car sort of vibes to him. He doesn't yeah, want, you to want to do see the it. civil war. No, but no, but <laughs> no, but, but DeSantis, it, he has really no skills. All of his weaknesses, Trump will go right to and yeah. destroy him on. And, Absolutely. and just to make him look awful, it would yeah, just yeah. be so funny to watch. No, that's what I mean. Like the Republican Civil War, they're all going to d- eviscerate each other during these primaries uh, if Trump is involved. So, yeah, it would certainly be beyond entertaining, and I would love to watch all that. But uh, yeah, part I of me it. doesn't want that stress of the one-in-a-million chat that he uh, could actually win the White House again. No, but but you, you, yeah. you know who else is, is going to run, too? Is, is, uh, no, Liz Cheney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she because, could run. Because because her old man has got all of the establishment Republicans and all the establishment Republican yeah. money sitting there waiting to to back her up. That's what all this was all about with her on January 6th was part of it was to get rid of Trump, but also so she could run for president in 2024. Yeah, and I could probably sleep with if she won. I don't think she would, but uh, uh, if some sort know. of middle of the road old school Republican would like, but to she's run, not. Like, but she's not. Look, look at her. Look at her. Um, her positions. I mean, she's been pushing for a long time, saying that Democrats wanted um, uh, and supported uh, babies being born and then put to death. Yeah, but she's still not a Trump, a DeSantis, any of those just utter whack. I get, I get she's that. Nor- kind of like Mike Pence. Like, I don't like the guy, but at least I know who he is. I know I, what he's capable of, and I know he'll follow some set of rules. So I get, I get, I get that. But I mean, I, if, if we're going to talk about a Republican you can deal with, I'd rather have it be like a Northeast Republican, like Charlie Baker, the governor from Massachusetts here, who is wildly popular and that sort of thing. He would, well, he would, he would. Don't absolutely, get your hopes up too high. The Republicans are going to go common sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, because because he would be able to actually, he would be actually be able to win. But the problem is, is. He supports. He's pro-choice. And- well, the problem is he has to run in the GOP primary, and those nut jobs out there aren't going to vote for somebody who's got some sort of common sense going on. Uh, exactly. That's going to be the funny part. The Republicans are not going to embrace Trump, but the primary voters probably still will. Yeah. So, well, you know, I can't wait to see what happens. But yeah, I mean, I'm losing track. We've got you know potential charges out of New York State, civil and criminal. We've got the charges in Georgia. We've got the insurrection stuff. Now, apparently, we're adding potential trading card violations to it. Tops is going to come after him. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the upper deck people are on the line. They want to know what's going on. Nick, what does what your uh, attorney at law wife think? Is any of this shit ever going to catch up to him like it would any normal human being? Teflon Trump, dude. Who knows? I mean, uh, it's all rigged, right? I mean, this is all rigged, dude. How much are we going to get in? Uh, all we care about at this point just give him any the lowest felony that you can give this man please just give it to him please if it really was rigged by us democrats he would be in guantanamo bay already so it's clearly not rigged because people like us are frustrated that it's taking so long prosecute him already yes please i mean seriously what the fuck i feel like we've got uh the proper people on it 
At least we have the best people on it now than we have had in the past. Uh, these people actually could make something happen, but who knows? I mean, we've seen yeah. them wiggle out of so many uh, full Nelsons that it's hard to tell, right? Jack Smith has been pretty aggressive already. I mean, he yes. was he he's been he was wrapping up stuff at the Hague at the uh, war crimes trials, and he was pulling double duty where he was getting up to speed and starting to to get things yeah. going as far as um uh, you know on prosecuting this whole thing. Yeah, well, listen, this next year is going to be very interesting because the closer we get to twenty twenty four elections. You either need to shit or get off the pot. Either get something going in this next year. Don't push it up to the next election because then it does look like you're playing politics. So let's that's what was going. exactly the problem. That's been exactly the problem up until this point. Like we got to get it done, dude. This every Republican who has stepped onto your side that said, "Oh, maybe he is shady. Maybe he is shady." Well. You, your timing is impeccable, ladies and gentlemen, with leading it up to an election, doing it now. Just fucking make it happen, Captain. We got to get it done. Yeah. It looks suspicious. I agree. It's going to be very interesting to watch what happens over the next year or two. And uh, I've been envisioning him in orange from head to toe, besides his uh, fake spray tan for years now. And um, God, man, I mean, if he actually went to prison, how amazing would that be? See, it's interesting right. to me too because I just, do you know I just who, came uh, a little my pants. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you know who Maybe. Bob Chrisley is? No, I know Todd Chrisley. That's what I meant. Thank you, Brewski. I uh, appreciate no, you I don't stepping know who he in. Is Tremendous play by Brewski. Todd Chrisley and his wife just got you know uh, arrested, going to prison, right? For I think it's fraud. Ta- it's, ta- it's taxes, tax it's evasion. Be- fraud, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but. They had uh, they had the prison on and kind of gave a little tour of where they're going and talked to some people but, who had been in that prison. And let me tell you, I mean, we saw a little bit with Martha Stewart, but like some of these prisons are really country clubs. That's too. so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, There's still prisons have, though. You still have your rights taken away. Yes, yeah. to a certain degree, it will. But I want to, you know, I want to see him. Uh, what's the show we used to watch on HBO? I want to see him. Oz. Oz. Yeah. That's what, what I want to see him in, dude. Well, that'd be wonderful. But unfortunately, he is legitimately famous enough and all that that they can't just throw him in the general population at, at uh, hey, listen, or whatever. The, the, listen, the, the, feds, the feds threw Whitey Bulger into general population into a prison in West Virginia, and he got murdered. And uh, good, that's a fact. Yeah, and, sure. And and granted, he's not wealthy like Trump was, but he was enough of a known figure. Yeah. To where he was in imminent danger, and when you find out how he was killed, I mean, these guys was, basically. Yeah. Well, these guys, these guys basically took tube socks and filled them with uh, padlocks, and they beat him about the face with these socks full of padlocks. Yeah, I always say that it'd be so painful. You got to stop. I always say that. My, I can't play with my eggplant right now, and you're just getting my fantasy world going with the idea of Trump being beaten <laughs> with a sock full of padlocks in a prison shower. Listen, oh, oh my you gosh. don't even have to put padlocks oh in there. You can put some, you can put batteries in there if you want to. I mean, come on. Well, and you, let's not be put animals. some bottles of Trump vodka in there and just beat them over the head. <laughs> now I'm inciting violence. Sorry, Twitter. I'm doing it. Well, well, you, you know, um, so Harvey Weinstein was just found guilty today on that second round of um, uh, sexual charges. So maybe he and Trump can be sellies. Right. Yeah. 
That would be perfect, dude. I'd love yeah. it. Yeah. There is something to prison justice, you know. I've said a lot, you know, some sex offenders, convict them, uh, sentence them to prison for a week. You don't need to sentence them for 20 years. The prison will take care of them. Just get them behind bars long enough. Oh, but, but, you know, Jared Fogle only got beat up once so far. And in, in, while well, he's been, I read this article about him the other day. He only, he's only gotten beaten up once in prison. Well, right now, he he's got a around. foot long. He's very popular in prison. I yeah, you know, <laughs> but he's working in the kitchen and and Works. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, I'm just saying, you know, that not everybody gets. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Gets it that bad. I don't want to go too far with my uh, political fantasies here. I don't think Trump's ending up in some terrible prison. Uh, it'd be wonderful. He deserves it, obviously, but. Uh, like I said, just if we could take him off the ballot for the rest of humanity, that would just be wonderful. So we'll Are we see still what happens. Following uh, Kelly, Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake. Oh yeah. Uh, talk about a whiny bitch. I mean, dude, I, I, I'm finding it humorous to watch her throw little temper tantrums. It's crazy, dude. She's obviously lost her marbles. If she ever had them, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, she's uh, she's she's off the charts right now. Uh, the latest thing that I saw, she was running like a big uh, rally or something. You know, she said, uh, and she thought it would be very clever, and, and the audience didn't take it like she thought they would. She was like, you know what I identify as? I won. That's oh you know she said you know what my pronouns are I one <laughs> was like uh, uh one is a verb first of all <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you are so fucking pandering to a certain group of people and they uh, got me. someone yeah. elected before but let it go lady again much like Trump is Carrie Lake does she know she's lying or she's such a narcissist that she actually believes her bullshit I, can't, I, I, I have to think know. they both yeah I have to think they both know they're bullshitting us yeah but but I think, lying on the, I the, think good, the lines the, get cloudy when the deeper you get into this the lines become cloudy but you know what you're doing you know you're pandering I would hope yeah. but a true narcissist may not I just think they're playing narcissists though but I think I think I think both can actually be true. Like you you can be bullshitting everybody, but at the same time, sort of kind of believe the bullshit that, that you're putting out there. Well, you know? we were talking last week about uh internal and external validation. I think for people like that that receive external validation so much that like he said, whatever sort of external validation you can start to receive in large sums feels good. So you just keep doing it and doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Feldman is a great example of this. <laughs> okay. And I know that that's an uh, interesting uh, twist to take, but Corey Feldman He's for playing. the last uh, six or seven years at the very least has been very odd with his musical career. Have you followed it all? I have because I have friends in Seattle who actually went to the showbox to go see his performance. Okay. God, no. I have not been following at all. Yeah, I'm not poor Corey Haim, but go ahead. You've never watched one of his performances, even online, like a clip of it? 
uh, years ago, but I'm not, following, <laughs> I'm not following his career, to answer your question, but I, I've seen some of his pathetic musical attempts. Yeah, sure. Corey Feldman, live performances of rock and roll have become somewhat of a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. <laughs> like, people are actually <laughs> following this guy like they used to follow the dead or Fish or Dave, you know? Like, they're really following him. He, much smaller numbers, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, much smaller numbers. Let me see if I can find this, dude. I got to find this for you. He was at a show, and all of his shows are so uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> That's what but, makes him fun. Yeah, and, and it does make him fun in the sense of, like, <laughs> hey, look at the guy who needs medicine on the stage. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I don't know if we're supposed to be laughing, but we are. So, uh, is this name the right thing? Hold on, dude. I have... I will set this clip up, but let me make sure I got the clip here. Yes, please. Talk go. to talk amongst yourselves for four seconds, please. Who's your favorite Corey Brewski, Hamer Feldman? Oh, <laughs> uh, Corey Hart, actually. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I will say though, the Corys were in one of the classic '80s movies with Nicole Eggert, where they were just abusing the crap out of her. You remember that? I don't remember what it was called. I sense the like, drive. No, no, no. This was some like late night Cinemax later in all their careers. It was. Oh, okay. I, Google, you know, I guess. Nicole Eggert and uh, the Corys. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, nicking a lot in that. Is that okay? You know who, yeah. No, License to Drive I had... I was young when um, it came out. Had, um, <laughs> what's her name in it? Um, who was the girl that was Roller Girl in um, Boogie Nights? Oh, Heather Graham. She was yeah, she, yeah. she was in License to Drive. Let's see. I'm going to look up Nicole Eggert. Please do. And the Corys. This was a, uh, this was a saucy movie. It's where um, this Nicole was like post Charles in charge. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, this I see. was when she fell from grace. I see one called Blown Away. Yeah, that could be it. Sounds yeah, about it. yeah. It was an, it's a because it says Blown Away as a 1993 erotic thriller film uh, directed by Brenton Spencer and starring Corey Haim, Nicole Eggert, and Corey Feldman. Yeah, so that's yes. gonna be good. Yeah. So. What's this? When I say erotic thriller, that 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 gives credence to your law. Uh, her being all nude and everything the whole right. the, you well, know movies. Although you know Nicole Eggert years later has said that um, uh, one Scott Bayo actually uh, sexually assaulted her on the set of Charles in Charge. Not well, Scott he Bayo. He's such a nice boy. I yeah. That. Well, but then Feldman. I thought Nick was going to go here. Feldman has has leveled uh, sexual abuse act um, allegations against Charlie Sheen. On Corey Haim when they were filming the movie Lucas. Jeez, that's a complicated love triangle right there. But okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, but of course you know Haim's not alive, and then you don't know. I mean, Feldman is so whacked in the head that you don't know if he's what he's telling is the actual truth. I would agree, agree with that. Yes, who knows? And not not that Charlie Sheen is you know a, a paragon of virtue or anything like that, but I mean. Yeah, none of them have been sober since 1980 something. So uh, yeah, but but the thing about it though is, I mean, you're not going to exact go and just automatically believe what Corey Feldman is saying that that uh, Corey Haim told him that he was abused sexually by Charlie Sheen. You know, well, you got to be Bayo was a bit Corey of a dirtbag though. So. Oh yeah, Scott Bayo definitely is. Uh, Corey Feldman, dude, uh, was the only one who actually stepped up and said Michael Jackson was very nice to 
me. He did not touch me inappropriately. So if he's going to talk about sexual abuse, you think he'd be telling the, tr- the truth. This is what I will say. This I got this clip. Okay. So Corey Feldman was at his latest rock and roll appearance. He is married to Courtney Feldman. Are you aware, Brewski? I am. And weren't they married by MC Hammer? That's correct. (laughs) Keeping this even more normal. Uh, I'm going to play this. And let me tell you that the clip is the clip is uh, they're at a rock and roll show, of course. So uh, tell me if it's too hot. All right. Okay. This is his wife, who is now kind of part of the band. And this is him introducing her and having her do a little solo at his latest show. She is a piano player, and this is it. And ladies and gentlemen, she's talented too. She plays keyboards, synthesizer. She's our VJ, our DJ, our ballerina, our health coach, and of course, her lovely wife. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mrs. Courtney Feldman! (laughs) Sweet of him. Listen. Dude, he what is the hell on the stage. I mean, that is, she's like playing two piano, little fingers dude. going back and forth on the piano. Just, oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. And people in the audience are just dying. It's become more of a Jerry Springer show of like, yeah, I mean, we got to watch the train wreck here. But he is trying to keep the audience entertained as she's doing this piano. Ano solo, if you could call it that. And he's like doing his weird dancing around like he's really feeling it. And I'm like, dude, my niece at three played that song. Right. I know she did. So, yeah, Corey Feldman's off the charts, dude. Now, I think if you were ever an actor, you should just be disqualified from being a musician. Bruce Willis. Oh, wait a minute, though. Find me. I mean, I'm stretching my brain. Give me a good example. Eddie Murphy. Bob Thornton. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, my girl likes Hard- to party all the time. I don't know if that's yeah, <laughs> that's awesome with Rick James. Fuck yeah! Well, I was gonna say somebody wrote that song. I mean, but did it, you know Charlie Murphy wrote it, dude? Come on, no Rick, ja- Rick James. If wrote that's that, the actually. best you can come up with, then I'll I'll stand by my original statement. But okay, you know what? It it it, it won him a hundred thousand dollars from Richard Pryor. Mm, okay, well, well, how about uh, uh, Bat Midler, Barbara Streisand? Yeah, which was first, though? Were they actors first? I thought those women were singers that never really took off and then got into acting and then went back. Brewski's looking it up right now, dude. Because, yeah, your your Bruce Willis's, your Kevin Bacon's, your Keanu Reeves, your Jeremy Renner's. It's all embarrassing. Return of of Bruno was a fantastic album, highly underrated. Well, who is? I don't know what you're talking about. That's Bruce Willis's album. Oh, come on. It was a fantastic album. He did a great version of Respect Yourself, you know? (laughs) You almost said that with a straight face. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it wasn't exactly staple singers esque. I get that, but, Mm -hmm. you know. But I'm seriously trying to think of an example of somebody who's done it. Okay, who did we say? Bette Midler? Yeah, was she? I, because I, wasn't she a backup singer for somebody famous, and then she got into acting? Like she had some background in music first, I thought. But the fuck, do I know? 
Bette Miller first appeared on Broadway. So, kind of acting, singing, right? Yeah. So, she kind of that, did both. That's way I more mean, credible. Yeah. All right. Uh, who else did I say? Find He's me a Barbara white guy. Streisand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Barbara Streisand. Well, Barry you know, Manilow, dude. No, but because he doesn't, he didn't act. Although right. he did, prior to his recording career, he did jingles. act. He, yeah, exactly. He, he wrote a lot act, of, dude. He wrote a lot of jingles. Yeah, he yeah, was. And he, he also wrote the acted Pepper before he sang. He wrote. He wrote uh, the Oscar Mayer Baloney song. He wrote uh, "I'm Stuck on Band Aid Brand" because Band Aid stuck on me. I think he did Dr Pepper, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not Sergeant Pepper. Know, Dr Pepper. <laughs> you know. You know. You know. Actually, who who has done? Who actually? And I'm not a big country blues guy, but I recently heard uh, Kiefer Sutherland's um, album. And it doesn't sound too bad, actually. Mm, yeah. I mean, I mean that sincerely. You, I know, you, but it, if that's the best you can say, hey, it's not so bad. Sound too bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm, but I say I say that because I'm that's not my my kind of music, right? But what about and, Barry Manilow, Harness? I mean, he being an actor was before he was a singer. Was he? No, I'm yes, not aware he of that. Was an actor before he was a singer. And what? And what? He acted like he was in some of those TV dude. commercials, huh? But he was in some of the TV commercials, I think, for his jingles, but. I don't he, think he was an actor. Listen, he did act like a fucking idiot before oh, he said, Well, that could be. You did all that for a joke? Come on. He no, acted I'm like he was heterosexual for a lot of years, but I don't think uh, that counts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would challenge you to find me a white guy that has gone from acting to musician and done it well. Why do they have to be white? What is that all about? Well, I'm disqualifying Eddie Murphy because he had one hit. So, okay. So... <laughs> Because when I think of the actors that go into music, it's all the oh. white dudes. It's the Kevin Bacon's. It's the yeah. It's you. You, you know who Lewis. actually. You How know who Shaq? had a. Well, How about well Shaq? yeah. Is that what he well, Shaq? Well, Shaq did that one song with the Fushnickens. Can we rock? Yeah, and um, he rapped quite a bit. It. He's got. Quite yeah, a he was awful. Rapping. He was terrible in that. Absolutely I, terrible. I, well, he didn't say tell me a good person, Bruski. He said tell me a person. Okay, I've got one for you, but it's not a white guy. Okay, Will Smith. No. Okay, that might Jamie, be a good example. I don't know. He was kind J- of both Jamie Fo- Jamie Fox actually had an album called Peep This, and um, he actually sound. If you're into R and B, it sounds really good. He did. I, really- I have heard him, and he was not embarrassing. But um, still, like, what were his hits? How many albums did he sell? How well, many concerts? I mean, behind the scenes, he's done some great things, especially, dude. I mean, he's, and again, like I, the Eddie Murphy thing. If you get the right producer to write a hit song, you can plug anyone in. He did, it just happened to be Eddie Murphy. I don't think Eddie Murphy wrote jack shit on that song. I consider a musician somebody who writes music. Just call me crazy. So, so in other words, then, then anybody that that sang before the singer-songwriter area are not musicians at all. Well, so your so Sinatra is. I know what you're saying. Like Motown was a hit factory, you know, and a bunch of the, but those were all musicians writing songs for each other, and then they decided who would be the best to go out and you know present it to the public. But but I mean, Sinatra yeah. didn't 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 play any instruments. He was just a singer. A and singer's you know, that's a, a musician. Bad example, Harness. I, it, all kinds of people are artists that don't write their own songs. Some are great at writing, some are not. I, I just don't have as much respect for somebody who needs songwriters. If you write with people, that's one thing. But if somebody's writing your songs for you, eh, that's lame. And singers are musicians. I'm not taking that well, away. Well, but you know what, though? There, there are a lot of people that make a lot of money from from writing songs. I oh, mean, I you, look at, you look at the guy who wrote all those songs for Katy Perry. 
and he had something like three or four top 10 hits in one year. And he made like hundreds of millions of dollars. No, I get it. Songwriting is a, they're the musicians, really. They're the ones writing the songs. They just have somebody better sculpted to go out and present it to the public. But I read (laughs) something a couple of years ago that was some phenomenon where when 21 Pilots won a Grammy, they were the only artist in like umpteen years going back that only had one songwriter on their songs. It's become so common to get a hundred people involved in every goddamn song. Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I kind of frown on it. And I know it does go back far. Motown really was that too. They had a whole committee of people writing those songs. So I get it's not reinventing the wheel, but it's really blown out of proportion in the last 20, 30 years. So I just think it's kind of lame. Now there's bands like Aerosmith, by the way. They were obviously a rock band writing all their songs all those years, but they became such a huge commodity that at one point they started hiring songwriters because they needed to keep the train rolling forward. Well, they were running out of good ideas, but at least they had 30 years of hits first and then went to songwriters. Yeah. All of the modern Aerosmith stuff, I don't want to lose, that's all songwriter bullshit. Yeah. Everything after the Pump album, they had songwriter stuff in. I don't know, I I just, I I take you down a notch, that's all. You know, as as much as everybody says Dream On was the best song of theirs, I still say that, um, uh, to me, uh, Mamakin is the best song ever. Mm, that's a great one yeah i don't know if it's best per se but yeah i mean aerosmith uh, you know long-running band that's why i give a lot of credit to bands like aerosmith metallica that whether you love them or hate them i mean 30 40 years of writing songs and uh, staying relevant metallica and, is not a metal band anymore steve they haven't been for a long time we've already gone I, honestly this. though have you heard the not a metal not a metal band hard rock yes not metal yeah, yeah. Put back it's a fine line right there but. Come on. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Metallica's latest album, they went back to their old roots. I mean, not metal. Well, then you've changed the definition of metal over the years. They invented. No, no, actually, no, 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 because there's, there's all sorts of. Watch Metal Evolution uh, from VH1. There's all sorts of subgenres of metal because you've got speed metal, sure. you've got new metal, you, you know, all that sort of thing. They're more hard rock now, you know? I would argue that during the Black Album, the Reload, all, all that stuff, that you're correct. But their most, their newest stuff sounds more like Injustice for All than it does the Black Album. Just saying. Check it out. Guys in time. Steve, 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 Steve <laughs> how, how, do, how, how does Lars Ulrich's cock taste? I mean, honestly. <laughs> well, he does the uh, double cock drum for me. So I think no, it, just, uh, I'm just, it just saying. Right. I mean, honestly, I mean. Dude, I respect the hell out of Metallica for not only sustaining the career they have, but for... How can you say that, Brusque? How does his cock taste? It's his favorite band. Well, why do you roll your eyes at that? I mean, what do you mean about... (laughs) What do you mean, how does his cock taste? How does Rob Halford's balls taste? I mean... Listen, but but you know what, though? I'll I'll actually call out some of the shit that Halford's been doing that I've been really disappointed in. I've never once heard you say anything um, critical about metallica everything you've ever said to me has always been positive i'm a positive well, glass half full kind of guy i see the positives of metallica skin dude we could talk about the fact that he's got pock marks and didn't treat his acne the best as a teen who james i mean he's got long oh no i'm not talking marks. about that i'm not talking about that i'm talking about what they oh. do musically and that sort of thing because there's a lot of there's a lot of i mean we we all just need to I don't know, just be more, I think, real about our favorite bands. You know what I mean? Like, it's not all pie in the sky and everything they do isn't perfect, you know? 
Yeah, I'm not trying to paint that picture that they are. I mean, the Beatles wrote some lousy songs, too, that I skip on the albums, and Metallica's got plenty of songs I skip, but I'm looking at the entirety of their work, of what they've done over decade after decade, uh, spending the entire 80s just bucking the norms and writing brilliant songs that no one had ever conceived of. And, you know, my criticisms of Metallica would be when they did flip to the more mainstream side. I respect that an artist is allowed to evolve and do what they want to do. Is it but my they're not favorite? metal anymore, then. You're not metal. It, don't tell cares? me you're a metal band. I, but the, did I say that, actually? I don't recall ever saying that. No, no, no. But that, I'm talking about them. It's, don't try to say you're still metal when you're hard rock. You know what I mean? I don't know. You're splitting hairs. It's semantics. And Metallica is a heavy metal band, for sure. Not anymore than not. But you could say that going all the way back to the first album. They have softer stuff throughout their career. But, the, of course, they're the gods of metal. I mean... No, they're not. Oh, come on. Metallica? Not the gods of metal. Nope. Who, who, who is, is that? Who does not Halford. hold their career Rob Halford is, is, the, is the, the god of metal. You say. Mm. The public doesn't say so. I believe so. I believe the, <laughs> the, the believe public would so. say that. How does I, his no. dick feel in your mouth? But right. fantastic, actually. <laughs> so, right. okay. so, so there you go, Nick. I'm not that. afraid, okay? I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, I will compare what, Metallica's. Let's, let's, let's inspect this, Steve. You're not afraid to say what? Nick, obviously you're you want to jump on this and and defend Steve, and that's I fine. I don't. I don't. You guys I don't are best friends and buddies. I get that. That's fine. You can defend them all you want. Brewski, well, I'm can, asking an honest yes. question. I'm no, asking... forget it. I'm done. I'm done. Someone get me Listen. some Cheetos. Jeez. If we're comparing careers, Metallica dwarfs every hard rock, heavy metal band on the planet by a thousand miles. But ask, but ask people who is the metal god, and they will not say Metallica. Oh, I bet you if say, you did a survey of the masses, you think Rob Halford is the number one metal god singer of all time? Absolutely. Am I allowed to talk without sounding biased? <laughs> if you survey them at a you know Judas Priest concert, yes. No, yes, just in general. Right. Oh, come on. All right, go ahead, Nick. Let me Google greatest heavy metal band of all time. Listen, Bruski, first of all, calm down. I'm fine, Nick. Listen, <laughs> you know I love you. I'm not No, but you'll always you'll always back Steve. I and I, I know that. Back Steve. Steve's yes, been you fucking do. Stop it. He was Stop calling it. me Listen. a chomo two hours ago. I know <laughs> that, but, but but Steve, anytime he anytime he gets an opportunity, he'll back you. So don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, I don't think so. I think he would love to throw me under the bus. I don't think so. Ask me, dude. Why don't you ask me? I'm the only one that can tell you. Because I know what you're going to say. You're going to say anything that's opposite of what I'm going to say. I'm so not, it just dude. proves me. I'm yes, not. It you presumpt you're being presumptuous here, dude. No, I'm not. I know. I've been around you guys. I know. All right. I'll just be quiet then, Bruce. No, no, no. I don't want to upset doing... you. I don't want to upset you because you're thinking you know what I'm going to say. Listen, I want you to listen with your ears and not your mouth for two seconds. I want you to know that this is an invalid discussion. Because it's, it, it depends on who you're asking, right? Of course. I mean, if we're, if we're going to ask just by monetary dollars, that's the only way we can look at it. Brewski, fuck me, dude. Why? What, what's your problem right now? Because because you you guys all you guys say that everything to you guys is monetary dollars mm -mm. and that sort of thing. Okay? But but when you ask most metal fans who the god of metal is, they will tell you Rob Halford. That's what All I'm right. saying. And it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff there. It's just when, when you picture that, that phrase, God of metal, 
they say Rob Halford. That's what I'm saying. All right. So well, let me here are just two articles I've just found. I mean, and, and neither of us are right according to these articles. So uh, from Loudwire, <laughs> top fifty metal bands of all time. Number three, Metallica. Number two, Iron Maiden. Number one, Black Sabbath. From Music Grotto, uh, fit, top fifty-five metal bands of all time. Number three, Iron Maiden. Number two, Slayer. Number one, Metallica. Let me find another one. Uh, 100 Greatest Metal Bands of All Time. Number three, Metallica. Number two, you Iron said, Maiden. Number one, Black Sabbath. I'm just going said, random articles. You said God of Metal. Did you not say God of Metal? Sure. Okay, that's what I'm going on. You said God of Metal. Uh-huh. So you think it's Rob Halford? I do. Uh, let's see who the God of Metal is, according to... I mean, as Nick said, all of these like top whatever bands are all completely subjective, so... Yeah, I get it. Well, let's I get see it. Who is the god of metal? Uh, Hepatitis. I mean, that's some Greek thing, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up too. Uh, so let's see here. Well, um, metal gods. Uh, Judas Priest. We've got ten metal gods cooler than Satan. I see one, but this this is this is more people answering. It says there's a trinity: Rob Halford, Bruce Dickinson, and Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Listen, this is all subjective. Oh, I get it. I get it. I don't quite understand why you're getting so wound up on the topic. but um, to, Because Metallica is no longer a metal band. I, I just, I, I don't understand where you're where you're pulling that from. And, it, because, it, and what does it mean, they, though? So they used to be a great metal band, but now they're a great hard rock band. I mean, if that's what we're debating. Yeah, that, that's, 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 that's what I'm talking thought. about. They've, they've moved over to hard rock. That's what I'm saying. But are you aware, though? Seriously, have you heard the last album? Are you aware that they moved back to their old roots? You can't go back and forth. Why not? Because either you're a metal band or you're not a metal band. Well, then they are, because they are one of the greatest of all time. So they obviously, you can't get rid of Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, and Justice for All, Master of Puppets. But, but you could say used to be, and they, now, they've, now they've moved it to hard rock. When was the last time Judas Priest had a hit? Steve, that's not what I'm talking about. So yet. they used to be, but they're not anymore. They still are. The god of metal is Rob Halford. But I'll, Listen, I, I'll I get that, that, I get that that's a, a, a title that he was dubbed upon, but that's just a nickname he came up with. No, it's so, not. Well, it is. So uh, so let's not use that nickname. If we're talking about the great metal bands of all time, obviously Metallica is going to be in almost every top ten list, if not every top three. If well, not, you know, Steve, you're right, Steve. You're right. Is that happy? Does that make you happy? Well, I guess, sure. I okay, know. there you go. Now I'm done. Okay. You're, ha you're right, Steve. Metallica is <laughs> the greatest metal band of all time, and, and, and Lars Ulrich is the greatest drummer of all time. No one, No one comes close to him at all. Well, Bonham, Lars, and Dave Roberts oh, no, no, probably you, you, are the three greatest no, you, you can't rock say drummers that. of all time. Uh, yeah. No, you can't, you, you can't say that, Steve. Because obviously, because Metallica has to be number one in everything. So Lars is better than Bonham and all the rest of them. So you're asking me my opinion. I'm giving it to you. Take it down. Oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're saying Metallica is the best at everything. So, you know. Okay. I, I don't know why this is going off the rails. Like, I don't know why my opinion is bothering you so much. 
Lars Ulrich is absolutely one of the greatest drummers of all time. It's completely subjective, and I don't buy into this notion of ranking people that way. But I'm just pulling random articles from music things as to how they ranked it it for the sake of this argument. But of course, Lars would tell you that Bonham is the greatest drummer of all time. I would probably tell you that Lars is the greatest drummer of all time. Uh, Dave Abrazis from Pearl Jam is probably my number two, and Bonham probably is my number three. These are my... And, of course, Metallica is a metal band. I don't care if they evolved or shaped over the years. Uh, And, and of course, you can go back and forth. That was my original point about Metallica, that you're allowed to uh, evolve as an artist. You don't have to stay locked into 80s butt metal just because that was your genre back then. I I, I wouldn't say what they played was butt metal back then. No, I didn't either. But uh, (laughs) Judas Priest gets kind of close. Oh, now I've done it. (laughs) And a hush falls over the crowd. Listen, the fun of music is that it's up to everyone's opinion. It's art, okay? So if you want to say that Judas Priest is the greatest metal band of all time, that's your opinion. That's fine. I'm giving you mine. This is the fun of having our show, right? Did we get to express our opinions and talk and not to stare at the fucking camera and annoy the shit out of me? What? I, I'm letting you finish what you're saying. I'm not interrupting you. <laughs> I just left you. a gap there for you to jump in. So. No, no, no. I'm trying not to interrupt you. That's all. I'm trying to make sure that, you know, it's your show, Steve. I mean, I'm trying to, I need to, you know, keep you know, keep myself, you know, dialed back a bit. So, yeah. Sure. Listen, it, it, it's that. all three of us, obviously. <laughs> and um, I'm not, I'm as we've discussed before. Talk. I don't want to back anyone up. Part of the fun here is expressing our opinions and having these debates, but, you know, let's keep it within context here. I mean, obviously, these are opinions. They're not right or wrong. But if we want to go to the interweb and see who other people have ranked as the greatest metal bands of all time, then, you know, uh, I I didn't see Judas Priest on any of those top three lists. I saw Metallica on all of them. Yeah, That's you're right, Steve. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I'm wrong. Well, I'm, I'm right I'm about really, what I just said. I'm really, yeah. I'm really sorry about that. I'm sorry I, I dragged us down this, this <laughs> harass negativity. Sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you accept my, I'm sorry. Make sure, you, make sure you accept my apology. And I mean that sincerely. You don't need to apologize. This well, is, I have the, already some. That, that's fine. The fun of what we're doing here. but Yeah. yeah. And I don't think Nick just blindly backs me, by the way. I think he looks for the opportunity to, to poke at me. No, he... I mean, again, we started this whole show off where I was trying to say I'm not a child molester. Nick was like, eh, a little bit. <laughs> so I don't consider that blind backing of me. He was upset I edited him out of context to agree with me. I disagree on that, too. And now he doesn't even want to talk. So, well, I'm I, sorry, Nick. I really am. I've been banished, dude. I've been banished. Oh, stop it! I have. I don't want to come off as I'm just backing Steve. I back you all the fucking time, you selfish <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Nick, would you like an apology as well? Because I'm really. I don't sorry. want an apology. I feel it'll be uh, insincere at this point. I feel like Nick. I would uh, no, Nick. I would never be insincere with you. You know that. I listen. This is what oh. I do know. I know you love me, Brewski. You know I. I hope you know that I love you. Uh, but uh, I don't know where this. I don't know where it came from, dude. I. I. You know I love Steve. You know I love you. I. I would lay down on train tracks for the both of you. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Listen, we all need to be able to take some punches on the show. I mean, you shit all over Dave Matthews last week, and Nick did not go off on uh, the deep end on you because well, we're allowed to have our opinions here. I, I generally keep my any of that stuff 
to myself about that because I know that's something that that Nick really loves. You know what I mean? And 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 well, I appreciate I you want... not filtering it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I mean, and uh, but but you don't you don't you don't have uh, things behind you to show your love for Metallica like Nick has for Dave Matthews Band. See that that's that's a different level of of fandom. You, you know what I mean? And I also know that Nick's traveled quite a bit to, to see them and, and that sort of thing. So that that's kind of why I, I try to make sure that I don't I don't cross that line with 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 Nick, you know? Well, I right. respect that and understand that, Brewski. Thank you. <laughs> Brewski's, not also, gonna, uh, Brewski's not going to talk shit about motorcycles while he's talking to you, Steve. Oh, well, geez, I can't do that. See? So? Although, I, I, although I'm still waiting for Steve to get that thing running. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah I don't think it's going to happen. Well, as soon as the show hits it, then uh, that thing will get fixed. But otherwise, yeah. Is that a an actual goal of yours to uh, put a running motor in that bad boy someday? That was the whole reason I got it. It was not to make a lamp out of it. I'll tell you <laughs> I that thought you let the dream go, though. Well, kind no. of. It was the dream of a married guy that had disposable income and time on the weekends to go do shit like that. And all yeah. that is in my deep, dark past at this point. So, yeah, I don't know when that thing's ever going to get running. Yeah, well, it's looking great as a lamp until that point. Indeed it is. So hey, Steve, have what's that, that microphone that sits on your uh, uh, window seal there? Is that on your window seal? or? Uh, it's on top of some uh, audio gear back there. That was a, uh, a gift from some guy that blindly uh, supports me all the time. What, does it work, though? No, it does not work. It stopped working? I thought we had it working, dude. This is Brewski. This is a I microphone. This is a microphone. What you should be called? able to record into it, right? Yeah, you used to. Uh, be it's called the message mic. Message mic. Oh. So you used to be able to like record ten seconds worth of audio into it, and then it would play it back to you. Whenever you push the button. Yes. Yeah, you'd record a little thing, and then uh, yeah, I can play it back. I hope there's not batteries in this thing still. They've got to be like acid or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you should check that, dude, because I think that worked when we got it, but. And it actually, that one is so old. I think it's from, I think it's from the sixties, but it ran on a ribbon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wasn't it like a radio station promotional thing or something? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They sell them. Uh, no, I don't think it was a radio station promotional item. Uh, speaking of my which... studio, I don't have any, you're right. I don't have any Metallica represented here. I mean, yeah. I have guitars and drums. I do have the doors hanging over here. Ironically, I talked about Jim Morrison today. Hey dude, I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you a solid Metallica poster uh, if you send me that uh, KBSG elevator plaque. No, no. <laughs> Listen, did you steal that... it out of the building? Yeah, last night of the building. Will that be mine if you die? Like it's going to me, right? If sure, I, I'll live you. If as long as Fastlane doesn't get here before you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, but, 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 you but they only had, didn't they only have like two floors? So at the Minor Avenue building, you had to take the elevator to floor like 18 or 19, and then there was a private elevator to go to the top floor. And that's what that sign is saying, elevator to KBSG is this way. Oh, and when I... we moved out of that building, the last shift was the overnight shift, and that was me. And the building had been gutted by the time I was off air, but that sign was still there. So I snuck down on my way out with the screwdriver and took it with me. Oh, because I was only ever in the East Lake building. That's why I was asking about only having two floors. And oh, being... Bruce, you would have loved oh, yeah. that that minor building. Uh, in fact, I could see your 
Capitol Hill apartment from that uh, from the old KBSG studios. Oh, okay. it was very similar to the one across the street, the Twin Toasters that we were at for the buzz. It was the same yeah. concept. We had the top floor all to the radio station, and there was this big deck out there that you could, you know, see the whole skyline of Seattle. It was really cool. But yeah, that one had a private elevator that went to the top, and that sign was hanging in the hallway showing you where it was. Always been jealous of that sign, dude. I mean, I'm happy for you that you have it. I'm glad that it lives within my world. But uh, right? yeah, that was a good find. That was a good take. I appreciate that. There was a, a KBSG reunion a few years back that I uh, did not go to, but I posted on the Facebook post where everyone like, look what I have. And a whole bunch, whole bunch of people commented like, well, how did you get that? Where did that come Like, yeah, I was smart enough to bring a screwdriver on my last shift in that building. So. That's why I have it. I have, uh, they had black and white, big glossy photos of the jocks all behind the uh, receptionist desk were all like the main day, big glossy eight by tens of the jocks. And uh, I have the old Danny Holiday picture. I took that off the wall. And, nice. and uh, I found a big box of reel to reels in my garage that who knows what's on them, dude. I know there's a lot of you rock and roll a- time machine. I, I do have a reel-to-reel player back here. That's what that microphone's sitting on top of. So, is wow. it still working? Uh, I haven't used it in forever, but I assume it's still working. Yeah, that thing's I like see. built like a tank. It's solid state. Yeah, Next you know, time you... I'm in town. I'll bring a few of the reels. We'll try them out because I only have one that'll play the six-inch reels, and these are full pancakes. Ah, uh, yes. Now this is quarter-inch, I believe. Yeah, well, and, and, funny. Speaking and, of my, oh, go ahead. As long as you clean the heads, it should be okay. Yeah, this thing has been dropped off buildings. I mean, it could kill someone. <laughs> Seriously, it weighs like 100 pounds. But we were ta- I, I forget all the shit I have in the studio. That's why I was looking around. But we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the 60s Batman show and that no true comic book fan holds that up as some sort of, you know, marquee part of the Batman legacy. But that it was a big pop culture thing and all that. I get it. And Nick, you had praised the Batmobile. And literally, within an arm's reach here, I have the goddamn Batmobile <laughs> sitting here on my desk. Like, yeah, see? I, I, forget the, nice. I forget the amount of tchotchkes I have in this place. That, that's a Lincoln Futura, by the way. Is, is that what? And George Barris did that? Is that what we talked about, Brewski? Uh, uh, yeah, so. With the Lincoln? The, the, the Lincoln Futura was actually a concept car that the Ford Motor Company had built, and they weren't going to do anything with it. And so um, when Barris had some cars in the custom car cavalcade, um, that's when he got a hold of that there, and he was contracted to make the Batmobile, and that's how he got it. Hmm. Did an excellent job on it, dude. I love the Batmobile. You had one sitting right there, Stephen, which is why your uh, wife gave you uh, Batman wrapping paper for Christmas, dude. What was in that box, dude? Why haven't you told us that? My wife? What are we talking about? Yeah, or uh, the Valley Girl. Oh, it was Spider Man, not Batman. Obviously. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us uh, what was in that box, dude. Your present uh, from the Valley Girl. Uh, I hid it in my bedroom actually, because I don't want the kids to see it. They're gonna wonder, "Hey, Dad, <laughs> who got you a gift?" Uh, it was riddled full of nice, sweet things. There was a replica antique radio that apparently actually works. It's this little small thing. 
nice. there was um there was a bit of a theme because I just had the power go out here. We were in the dark for 24 hours. So there's like crossword puzzles. There's one of those rechargeable battery packs that you can plug your phone into. Nice. Uh, a bunch of batteries because I was telling her like, shit, I don't have any batteries. I've got flashlights, but somebody stole my batteries along with half my other possessions. So uh, don't have those anymore. Uh, she got me a bunch of these little LED puck lights that you can like mount on things. She got me nice. chocolate. She got me coffee. She got me like she got you a you ton know. of stuff, dude. Yeah, it's like survive for a day of snow to you know locked inside. So, and yeah, it was wrapped in Spider-Man wrapping paper. There was a Spider-Man cup in there. I mean, yeah. And will you reciprocate? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very uh, encouraging. No, listen, I don't want to get painted as the uh, the nice guy thing. And uh, as my therapist will tell you, I like to do nice things that no one knows about. So I've already done a nice thing that I know if I tell you guys about it, you're going to be like, God damn it, Harness. It's not everyone's problems aren't yours to solve. So, Well, now you got to tell us. No, I I respect Steve. Steve thinks that that's something he needs to keep to himself on that. Then then that's fine. Well, yeah, you're I'm better not trying than to me, dude. I got to know. Well, you're, you're different. You, you you know that's that's different. He can tell you. Listen, I'm going to uh, I'm going to buy her some little things this week. Um, I had sort of miscalculated. I forgot I had kids this week. My ex-wife and I staggered our schedule over this last month, and I forgot the kids are here this week. So I was planning on seeing her this week and giving her something. Then nothing major. I just have some little you know All little right. things I've been thinking about. But uh, okay. but you, uh, I, you know it, it's important to me that children uh, get presents at the holidays, right? And so I I, 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 I helped Second her out to make sure her kid gets something good. That's all. Yeah. Well, good that's for you. A, that's a great gift. Santa well, rolling back into the forecast of days of old. With a, are you going to show up as Santa? You should show up as Santa, dude. No, I think that's a chomo move for sure. So. <laughs> no, it's and not. And by the way, we... Well, I mean, everything can be apparently. So, what do I know anymore? But uh, no, we're not. We're, we have crossed that threshold. Like, children are still in a protective category. That doesn't happen uh, until exclusivity and all that stuff. So, listen, the kid doesn't know it's you, obviously, dude. Come on, you're Santa. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll be the one to blow the Santa myth. So, <laughs> yeah, probably scar so. this poor kid for life. Listen, as long as you're not blowing Santa, then we're okay. Your no, mom was an all-star last weekend. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, you can blow Santa. I always thought that song, uh, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, is kind of funny. It's basically saying, you know, the kid doesn't understand that Santa Claus is the dad, right? So basically you're saying mom's, oh. a, whore. mom's a whore is what the song means. Oh, I never thought about that at all. Well, that's what it I, is. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. It's the dad dressed up as Santa Claus kissing the mom. But see, the I didn't doesn't think... know that. So from the kid's perspective, the song is basically saying my mom is a whore. Oh, see, no. I thought I took that. I took that as the mom actually was kissing Santa Claus. Mm. Listen, this is how I thought of it. The <laughs> yeah. mom is kissing. It is the father. You're correct. But she's kissing her husband, and the child sees them kissing and, and assumes she's kissing Santa. So, right. so mom's, mom's a, whore. a whore. No, she's, she, kissing. she's cheating on the dad with Santa. She's making out with Santa Claus. Mom's a whore. 
That's what well, that it depends. That's what, what, kind of, what kind of kiss are we talking about, though? Because you could have been giving him a kiss on the cheek. Well, that's not matter. cheating. I don't that's want my cheating. wife making out with the Easter Bunny or, you know. But, that's, other. but that's, that's not making out if you're giving someone a peck on the cheek. Mm, kissing Santa Claus, though. That's not. But where, where am I missing this? The husband is Santa, and right. the wife knows it, and the husband knows it. The only one that doesn't know is the kid. And that's what the song is being sung from the perspective of. I saw mommy kissing. Yeah. So you the think that you think the kid thinks his mom's a whore? Yes. I don't <laughs> think the kid's making that assertion per se, but that's what you're saying. You see mommy kissing some other guy, like mom's a whore. Wow. Uh, listen, me growing up, deep. I was always the the only redhead in my family. So there was always this joke of you're the milkman's kid. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You're saying my mom's a whore. That's what the joke means. Mom's banging the milkman. Mom's making it. out with Santa Claus. I, I get it. You look way so, too much like your siblings for that to be real. You think so, huh? I don't think yes. so. Well, Kelly, I think you look like Kelly. I mean, I if uh, I could tell well, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that name. I uh, am I allowed? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, I think you look. Uh, you two look alike. Hmm. I've never seen that. I don't know if anyone said that. I'm looking more and more like my dad. I do accept that nowadays. But uh, yeah, I mean, the joke was there was no redheads in our family. So where did I come from? Well, I must be the milkman's son. And everyone always laughed. And I always thought, like you're saying, my mom fucked the milkman. Why is that funny? <laughs> you took it personally, it. huh? <laughs> well, I'm just following it to its natural conclusion that if I'm the milkman's son, then my mom must be a whore. If mommy's making out with Santa Claus, she must be a whore. <laughs> so I don't find it to be so cute and nostalgic. As we get older and we understand all the secrets and cobwebs of our parents. Not, not even when Michael Jackson sang it. Yeah, God, no. Steve played Michael Jackson. You know that. He loves Michael Jackson, dude. I do remember Rest that. Rest his soul. No? Yes. As a result of losing a bet, I played Michael Jackson. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. I mean, listen, that was a legendary thing. I mean, I was I was proud of our achievement there. I was hey, not... you, were, you and Ed downtown walking around. I don't think Ed was with me. I was solo. I think you were solo. You had a sandwich I... board on, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I thought, so for I... the audience's benefit, yeah, this was back in the early 2000s when Michael Jackson was on trial for uh, molesting kids, and he was up on 10 counts of various acts of molestation. And so Nick and I had a bet. I bet he's got to be found guilty of one of the 10 at least, if not all 10. <laughs> bet was he's got to be guilty of at least one thing. Got to be. And as we all know, he was found innocent somehow on all 10 counts. Yeah. So my punishment was I had to dress up like Michael Jackson. I had a sandwich board on that said, um, Michael Jackson is innocent, but I'm guilty of stupidity. <laughs> and I walked around downtown Seattle live on the radio with the vocal minority crew. Yep. And I, I went to various businesses, establishments, and I actually got thrown out of the uh, the Pacific Place Mall by the cops. Yeah. Yeah. They thought I was weird, apparently, walking around dressed as Michael Jackson with a storyboard. And it got to the point where a security guard started escorting me out. And live on the radio, I'm trying to explain to the guy, like I dropped the Michael Jackson voice thing I was doing. Was just, <laughs> hey, dude, like we're live on the radio right now. This is a radio bit. And he did not believe me for a second. He ushered me to the curb right as the cops started pulling up. And I just beelined it down the street. <laughs> Good and thinking. people honking their car, you know, honking, listening to us. I mean, it was a phenomenal bit. And, uh, oh, yeah, was, I give myself yeah. credit for following through with it. But, yeah, I almost got arrested at the Pacific Place Mall. 
Oh, yeah, I'm surprised you did this not. This is what I will I... do for the show. <laughs> I hope we all see the recurring theme of Steve taking, you know, the slings and arrows all for the sake of good entertainment and radio, whether it's being called a child molester or dressing up as a child molester. <laughs> a lot of dots being connected here. So. Uh, I have all kinds of those. Uh, I still have those pictures of you, Steve, dressed up as Michael Jackson. We'll have to post those sometime. I haven't seen those in forever, so yeah, that'd be great. Oh, you have not? You don't have them? No, no, no. I don't. I don't think I have almost any pictures from those days. I mean, maybe on some disc somewhere, but those were the days where, if it was a digital camera, it was on some big memory card or whatever. So, can you let me share my screen? Go right ahead. Thank you. All right. You have them on this computer right now? Well, I have them on my laptop. So here, I'm gonna share this with you. Here we go. It's Metallica Stool Metal. <laughs> Yeah, I was doing some research trying to figure out what was going on. Here we go. Well, let me see. This is pulling up for you. <laughs> Michael wow. Jenison, I'm guilty of stupidity. Wow. Hey, good memory on my part. Damn, look at that young, good-looking dude. Um, wow. That's funny. Yeah, you got to send me these pictures so I can include it on our, our videos here posted. That's hilarious. I've got the uh, the black hat, the long hair, the sunglasses, one white glove, red jacket on, black pants. Yeah. yeah, that's classic, right in the Buzz Studios, with Looking their good. fancy uh, artwork they hung up for us that someone printed off in the Jock Lounge there. Yeah, I, you know, I <laughs> I have a great old photo of us that was a publicity shot for the Buzz website. Um, you know, the picture of us on the the um, the back deck on the deck out there. I think that's one of the only pictures I do still have. Oh, okay, uh, all right. And I uh, I tried to chop Edgy out of it at one point to reshare. <laughs> I think I did actually at one point. So yeah. what did you do that for? I think when um, there was some anniversary or some memory that came up about the vocal minority, oh. and I thought I'd share it. And yeah, chopped that out. Sorry. Ed. Yeah. So. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> ah, the ghost of vocal minorities past. So. All right, guys, we're at uh, we're about 18 minutes away from our three-hour cutoff. We started a little late. I've got children to uh, attend to at some point here. So oh, okay. Does anyone have any uh, parting words of wisdom, news articles we need to get to, anything else of the kind? Well, the, you know, there, there is that, that story about Mike Lee, the center from, senator from Utah, who's actually trying to put forth a national ban on pornography. Hold on. Nick, can you stop sharing your screen? This is what we're recording right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, say that again, Brucey. Uh, yeah. So there's a there's a, uh, a story that I had I had grabbed for the show. Um, just trying to ban pornography. Yeah. As a matter. Of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just ban oxygen. Yeah. So Jennifer, GOP Senator Mike Lee proposes bill that could ban access to internet porn in the United States. Um, he, I'd love to he, see his browser history, by the way. I'm sure yes. he's got plenty on there. Yeah. He, that'd be the real chomo guarantee. He <laughs> says. It says here that he wants to put forth the uh, redefine obscenity. And then he says, quote, obscenity is not protected free speech under the First Amendment and is prohibited from interstate or foreign transmission under U.S. law. But obscenity is difficult to define, let alone prosecute under the current Supreme Court test for obscenity. So he basically wants to. Um, uh, so yeah. It's currently currently legal to perform to produce porn in the U.S., 
um, he wants to make it so that you cannot do that any longer. Yeah. Uh, first of all, obviously a hypocrite. Every guy likes a porn. And secondly, never going to happen in a zillion years. And yeah, I bet he's got some major porn stash going on all over the place, but trying to win some points. You say that, dude, but you know what? After the last few years that we've had, I mean, I will not say, like, never going to happen ever again. I won't. Well, here's why I would say that. Because anyone, the Supreme Court people, the Trumps, the Republicans, they all love porn, too. They don't love gay marriage. They don't love abortion, but they love porn. But they'll still have access to it. You know, I mean, they could shut it down for all of us, and they'll be the ones that will still be able to look at it, and they'll be fine with that. That would be the greatest backlash in political history. You want to talk about both sides uniting for a common good. Bring back <laughs> our porn. Like, yeah. Hey. I, I, I just don't have any faith at all in this country anymore that we are that far away from Handmaid's Tale, dude. Uh, I, I think we could head there. And I used to think, oh, that's crazy. That's uh, that's a movie. That's a TV show. Yeah. Uh, I think we could get there, dude, to be honest. And it, Isn't the crux, though, of The Handmaid's Tale of turning women into sex toys, basically, baby-making factories? Not sex toys, but just breeding machines, yes. Yeah. So, well, breeding's an excuse to get down there, so... Yeah, well, not on. Have you ever watched The Handmaid's Tale? No, no. obviously not. No, you should uh, watch that, dude. It's. Have you watched it, Brewski? Uh, yes, yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, you should watch it. I think you'd actually probably like that show, Steve. You should check probably it out. would. It's just it's on Hulu, right? It's on yes. something I don't have. That's why I haven't oh, watched it. Okay, I'll give you my login when no one's listening. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, I have heard the notion before that porn makes men violent, like sexual predators. I would argue it's the exact opposite. 100%, dude. That if men didn't have that outlet, that we probably would be out there banging everything, raping everything. But, you know, porn keeps all that at bay. It gives you a healthy outlet to express in your home alone. Yeah. And there's all sorts of, you know... All sorts of guys out there that couldn't get laid if they tried, and people always say, well, just try harder, like work on flirting better. Like, Either they're incapable or just don't want to, and porn is a perfectly good way to just get that out of your system and go back to daily life. If you ban porn, oy, uh, this country, this world, this planet would just freak the fuck out. Well, it'll really freak out for the kids of the new age who don't have access to a spank bank, dude. If you don't have access to a spank bank, you're in trouble. But as long as you have access to Netflix to watch Wednesday Adams, then that's all you need. So. Oh, and we bring it back around. That's right. And I will stand by my assertion that you're allowed to call any adult sexy. But what has, Have you ever made an assertion that you don't stand by? It's pretty damn rare, you know? And this yeah. show has been testing that theory. Because I've been accused. thoughts. Well, I've been accused so far of being a child molester, of being homophobic, um, and I will stand by my assertions because it's easy because I don't say things that I don't mean, and I know where I'm coming from. So even if you want to twist the words, I I can defend it. I'll defend my Wednesday Adam thing. I'll defend my Chick-fil-A thing because it's not what I meant. Have you ever said something in your life, though, that you thought at that moment and don't think so anymore have you evolved as a human or have you always been perfect that's a question that's a great question that's a great question <laughs> um, you know i think if we went back and listened to some of those shows from 20 years ago i'd probably cringe at some of the tangents i went on but again at the time i was sincere in that belief 
much like Metallica, there's no reason you can't evolve over time. So, yeah, you know, the things in society have changed and evolved. Uh, you know, when we were kids, we used to call, you know, kids on the playground fags, you're gay. Like, I've evolved from that. I get that at the time you weren't accusing them of being homosexuals. It's like calling someone retarded. Like, you know, you didn't mean they had Down syndrome. You just meant they were being stupid. If you called someone gay, you just meant, you know, ah, you're a fag. You're being a pussy about it. I get, though, that that has become hurtful. And so society has evolved. So I've evolved on the topic. If you played a clip of me in middle school calling someone gay or fag, would I defend it as being a sign of the times? Yes. I heard Matt Damon do that. It didn't go over very well, but, but yeah, he was so maybe right. You should rethink it. <laughs> maybe some things <laughs> are Matt indefensible. Maybe we just say, yeah, you know. No, what? but no. I, I didn't know no, no, no. at that if point we, in my life what I know now, and that's it. If we were beating up gay kids and calling them fags, then no, I would not defend that. That would be okay. terrible. But that's not. It's not what we were doing. It was. It was just a. It was a, a, a slur. It was you know an insult. But things have evolved, so I get it. So, no, not going to use that word in that kind of way anymore. Right. So, yeah, things change. Things evolve. My whole women, uh, you know, not being qualified for president because of their periods thing, like, yeah, I've, I've evolved a bit on that. I don't think I ever knew what uh, menopause was when I <laughs> went on that tangent. So, All right. Well, there's Steve taking baby steps to get better in America. Yeah. Tune in next time to see what he has to say. With the I still didn't take anything back, though. So yeah. You don't take any of it back? No. It must be a bitch to be in a relationship with you. Do you apologize? <laughs> well, we, we've wondered, how. why am I single? Every new woman I'm with is like, wow, you're such an amazing guy. I'm like, give it a few years. Because apparently I wear thin at some point. But no, like, I, I don't just say things for shock value. I, I mean them. Now, could you evolve over 10, 20, 30 years on a topic? Of course. But no, let's fine. let's back up to what you just said. That That interests me. Like, you don't say anything that you don't mean ever. I can't, no, I can't imagine why. I mean, I may be in some fight where I say something that I know is hurtful or insulting, but I still, I, I said it for that reason. Yeah. So I would stand by that. But uh, you would Have I ever apologized apologize for it? Yeah, sure. No, I, I've apologized to women on many occasions that, okay, I was off the, I was all wound up. I was just saying that to be hurtful. But again, like I was saying it to be hurtful, not because I was trying to be sexist, racist, homophobic, whatever, you know whatever the real negative would be that some other jerk may say the exact same words over, I guess. But yeah, but even that's pretty few and far between, you know, I don't, I tend not to throw the first punch. I do tend to throw the last punch though. So, you know, yeah, I've been in many fights that escalate beyond a point that I'm proud of, uh, but it takes two. So if you're going to apologize for your half of it, I'll apologize for my half of it and we can all learn to move on. But uh, I can't ever recall being in a one-sided fight where someone was just calm and demure and I'm just going off on them. That takes control, dude. That takes a lot of control. Applaud, I applaud you. You're better than me. I mean, I've had moments, obviously, throughout my life where I have said things that uh, I didn't mean or whether they were just to be hurtful or if uh, I got off on a tangent and things just felt right or people were laughing, that's a great one, dude, where I get people laughing and then I may continue to be inappropriate and and, and feed into the laughter and I have to back up and think, oh, yeah, I apologize. I took that way too far, dude, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Even in the fights I take too far, I'm still keeping it in my wheelhouse. I may be punching harder than I wanted to, but I'm not just... I would never get a fight with, you know, like edgy and make some Filipino derogatory slang at him. I may call him an asshole or moron or whatever, but yeah, I'm not just going to get all racist all of a sudden for the you know benefit of an argument or get sure. all sexist. Sure. Uh, I, I, I may... You know, I, I may punch below the belt, but it'll be factually based on the fact that you're overweight or being a bitch or whatever it is. Like, I may poke at something that is there, but yeah, I don't just get racist or whatever else in the midst of a fight for shock value. All right. I don't know. I'm going to have to ponder this now. Like, what have I evolved on over the years? But I don't know. I've always been sort of a lefty liberal type, so it's... It's hard to think back. I mean, calling people fags in middle school and whatnot, I mean, yeah, that doesn't sit right, and it's hard to justify nowadays. And hearing Matt Damon put his foot in his mouth trying to do it was kind of comical to me. But his point was correct, that back in those days, that was just something you called everyone. It's like the episode of The Office where, you know, Steve Carell says... I, I, when I call people retarded, it's just because you're being retarded. I'm not, <laughs> trying, to be, I'm not trying to be mean. Like, you know. So there, yeah, there is stuff like that, that, you know, certain words we don't use anymore because we all have evolved. But at the time I meant you were being an asshole. So I would just call you an asshole now. All right. Well, you've evolved, dude. I am trying to get us canceled because we do need the publicity. So feel free yeah. to pull clips out of context here, anybody. Have at it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend using any of those clips. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Right. Well, there you go. John Mulaney's got a great bit about the fact that uh, he called somebody a midget in a, in a joke he wrote. Yeah. And someone was like, that's as bad as calling them the N-word. And he's like, no, it's not, because you're using the word midget. You won't even say what the N-word is. So obviously the N-word is worse than the midget word. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yes. So, so there are lines of, you know, but I, even going back, I've never called somebody the N-word in any sort of derogatory way. No. Just to my homies down in Compton. So. Yeah. Did you have? Did you used to call your homeboys that? <laughs> no, I've never used that word for anything other than what not to say <laughs> or you know what what's yeah. the example of a terrible word. But again, like there was a time where you would say that word either in some sort of hip hop context or what a terrible thing. I don't even say the word anymore. I just everyone just calls it the N word, and that's probably where it should rest. Yeah. yeah. Same with fag. Same with retard. Well, stop like, saying you know. it, dude. Stop, stop saying it. <laughs> it hurts when you say it, dude. Stop saying it. Saying it to make a point that it is okay to move on from things. But those words meant different things back then. They meant jerk or idiot or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. No. And I would yeah, still yeah. call someone a jerk or an idiot. But my vocabulary may have evolved as society has evolved. All right. Have I undug myself enough? Because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys. Well, we'll be back, baby, into episode number 19 or 18. And you never told me why I couldn't talk about that. 17. I said we'd circle back around because of all the pop songs that are written about 17-year-old girls, and I don't yeah. see them getting protested, yet I talk about a 20-year-old woman, and somehow I'm a child molester. Oh, that was the back. That was my point. Okay, so soon we'll be 18, and we'll be able to do anything we want. Right. We next can use this show come next week. So. Yeah, what is the calendar? Will we be back before Christmas or after? After Christmas, right? Uh, not before Christmas, because we're the week of. But yeah. um, okay. I'm available if you guys are next week. So Yeah. Brewski? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll definitely be around um, on the Monday the twenty sixth. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll coordinate. 
That's when we'll reconvene for episode number 18. We'll be l- barely legal. Courtney. Right. In the meantime, the vocalminority.net. We're on all the social medias. If you'd like to see me put my foot in my mouth on a loop, you can find all of those examples on our various platforms. So. Yes. So and if you would uh, like to see a video of Brewski uh, boiling over like Frankenstein, I'm sure it'll happen, dude. Brewski got wound it up today, dude. Yeah. Uh. I think they injected you with a fever. You can't fuck with metal, man. <laughs> no, I don't know can't. if you've ever been in the mosh pit there, but there's no uh, leeway. So. No. Uh, yeah. I appreciate the passion, and I appreciate our ability to have good debates and all that stuff. So no yeah. harm, no foul. Well, good. I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything. I just, I just, to me, I just have certain ideas. Sure. You know, and I'm, I, and I'm a little, infle- little inflexible. I understand that, so... I'm never trying to be a jerk, but it comes quite naturally, I'm told. So I just, uh, I would encourage you to go with it. <laughs> what are you going to do, right? Yeah, but like, like I've always said, you know, uh, it's always better for people to think you're a jerk than not think anything of you at all and not have oh, any yeah. opinion. That is exactly correct. So yeah. that's why I'm not afraid to stir the pot. So good times. Go. We're having you a good guys time. Are good boys. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Merry All right. Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. Go to the website, go to social media. Everyone here is a champion, right? Uh, yeah. Happy Hanukkah, dude. Peace and peace. Champion. This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. <laughs>